0: hello and welcome to the great game debate podcast where friends come together to discuss video games and our lives i'll be your host kato bareth lane and joining me as usual is wes bates coming in from the closet how's it going man (laughs) you. Okay, now I'm good. Hey, uh, quick question
1: for you. Oh? What is a man?
0: I'll tell you. Oh, sorry. <laughs>
1: I thought you asking <laughs> is, in fact, a miserable little pile of secrets? And I am very excited because Netflix just announced that season four of Castlevania, the animated series, is going to be premiering next month. <laughs>
0: Woo! All right. I'll be referencing Castlevania later in this podcast. Oh. yeah,
1: I'm also kind of sad because they said that it was also the final season, so
0: mm-hmm. hey, at guys,
2: least are, it it's good man at least they're smart... putting a a final season in instead of like yep. okay, well, not enough people mm-hmm. are watching it can, you know,
1: yeah, but man, that, that show had a great run though what Definitely. a what an adaptation.
0: yeah, yeah I loved it 10 out of 10. um, you may have also heard um our godfather the great game to be jonah gomez how you doing man
2: oh i am doing splendid as well as uh animated shows i have steven really wanted me to shame myself on this but uh (laughs) i have (laughs) uh taken the deep deep dive which would be uh one piece and so Mm -hmm. um Ever since the last it episode is. air. Yeah, it it would be quite the uh, ocean's worth of anime, I should say. How many
1: how many leagues worth of diving is
2: have you would you say that? Uh, I'm
1: probably gone. about
2: <laughs> two hundred and seventy five leagues in, so about a quarter the of the entire show. So yeah, in right. like about three weeks it's been Almost 300 episodes of Oh So <laughs> much Incredible. That's crazy. That so, being said, I did skip a lot of filler and a lot of Buggy the Clown because, jeez, <laughs> that is literally the worst character. But this arc so, that I'm on is really good. So,
1: Quick question for you. So if you were to consume a devil fruit, what devil fruit would you consume?
2: God. Damn it, Wes. Why are you putting me on a spot <laughs> like this? Um, well, the thing is, when you consume a devil fruit, you don't know what it is before you consume it. You only know mm. the power after you've so eaten it. So the question
0: it. is would you eat one or
2: not? Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't need to swim anymore. Uh, yeah. Well,
0: uh, Just be
1: careful in the bathtub.
2: <laughs> our uh
0: sharp-eared listeners may have noticed a fourth voice in the podcast and that's one of our special guests this week brad russell how you doing man Woo-hoo!
3: i'm doing all right how's everyone doing very good too. thanks for having me
0: yeah yeah buddy. it's our pleasure our pleasure and uh Um, In addition, we have not one special guest, but two for you, dear listeners. And our other special guest this week is uh, (laughs) Kai Hale. How are you doing?
4: How are you doing?
0: Pretty good. Thanks uh, for being on the podcast.
4: Yeah, of course. Thank you guys for having me.
0: Um, Just to give some context to the listeners, um, Brad and Kai are... Uh, both members of our um, discord and they contribute a lot to the discussion there and on twitter and huge uh, video game and rpg fans and uh, we're just really happy to have them on the podcast to have some great conversation about video games Um, so with that uh, we'll just jump right to it i'll let you two just kind of um, preface the discussion with um, a little bit of background on yourselves that you feel comfortable um, giving our listeners just kind of you know, what you do for a living, uh, what kind of games you're into, or stuff like that, where you're from. Um, I'll let Kai go first.
4: I am from the Portland, Oregon uh, area. I have been a lifelong collector. Uh, I actually swapped out from considering myself a gamer to a collector about my freshman year in high school. Um, Oh, wow. Still have a couple of my stuff from actually when I was like four years old um, that I actually have nice. for hey, you guys today. Yeah. I actually have been keeping my stuff up to date, like in very pristine condition since the early age. Um, video games have always just been my go-to, my, pro- my, ha- my hobbies, my passion. So, yeah.
0: Great. And uh, what about you, Brad?
4: Hey.
3: Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I'm Brad, uh, born and raised on Long Island, New York. I reside oh, wow. now in Northern California, actually, not too far south from where uh, Kai is there in the uh, oh, Sierras. Cool. Yeah, I'm a nurse. Um, I work at a small clinic, uh, basically strapped to the side of a mountain. Um, wow. Yeah, pretty cool. Uh, and, uh, I don't know if I'd call myself so much of a collector, um, you know, besides just kind of picking things up as I go. You know, I've been playing games since I was about five, so about 35 years now. And I I don't sell anything. Nothing seems to go. It just (laughs) piles up, you know? So So you're more of a... Intentionally collecting. That's not really my game, just kind of accumulating. (laughs)
2: Sure. (laughs) We'll call you an
0: accumulator then. Yes, thank you. Well, uh... yeah, I was going to say, just going off of that, um, it seems like you guys kind of have two different viewpoints on the whole collecting thing, where Brad's just sort of accumulated stuff over time as a fan. But I guess, Kai, yep. you're more of like an active uh, pursuer of collectible items, you'd say?
4: Yeah, um, when I kind of noticed I had a collection going, because uh, I same thing at first, I was just kind of accumulating, accumulating. I didn't really know mm-hmm. for sure it was something I was like really into. But over the years like you just get more fascinated new stories come out new games come out new concepts come out uh mm-hmm. new generations of the consoles and it's just a fascinating industry that's just been booming since like mid 1900s so it's like why not um and ever since then i just purposely got my way i'm starting to kind of see what series i'm interested in i'm going to cons i'm going to secondhand shops like ebay wow. all the other fun stuff and if I end up getting duplicates, I just turn around and I sell it at a lower price than what I paid for because I believe video games is a, um, an entertainment for all. I believe everyone should have access to a fun, wholesome source of entertainment. So if I get duplicates, I turn around and get them back out into the community cheaper than when I found them in better condition if I can. Oh,
0: that's Heck extremely yeah. altruistic of you. That's awesome. Very
5: cool. Very,
4: very
0: cool. Um, and um, yeah, uh,
1: I was just going to say, Kai, you're, you're an old friend of Jonah's, right?
4: Yeah, uh Jonah and I've known each other since early high school, I think. Mm-hmm. Early high school?
2: Yeah. Yeah, cuz yeah, uh, wow. I think I was a grade above you, right?
4: Yeah. My mm-hmm. freshman year, your sophomore year. Yeah. Yep.
2: So,
1: That's cool. Wow. I was going to I was going to ask how you had the uh, un- unfortunate luck to uh, you know, hook up with this guy, but uh Yeah.
4: <laughs> oh, we were like, always after school together. We just always to hang out and talk about video games and
2: Yeah, yeah. I was much worse back then, too. didn't think that bar could go any lower but trust me it was rough (laughs) (laughs) a lot uh, of
1: personal growth since that time huh uh,
2: an unbelievable (laughs) amount i ask my wife (laughs) he's almost an adult now (laughs) (laughs) almost is a key word there man
0: Uh, but yeah, on that, that um, uh Wes, you and Brad know each other. You've known each other for a while now, right? Is that right?
1: Yeah, I hooked up with yep. Brad. We kind of, like, met on Twitter. Um,
3: yeah. Through the Easy Allies community, I think, largely, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. We're both uh, big fans of, of Easy Allies, and we kind of, like, had mutual friends and kind of, like, ended up meeting each other and, and talking, and like realized that actually Brad doesn't live very far away from me. Yep. Nice. It's like uh, you're like what, an hour and an hour and a half, little little more, yeah, something that's like that right. to the cell. Mm-hmm. So we uh we decided to uh to get together because I don't I don't know a lot of my friends from online that actually live fairly close to me. So we uh we uh took a little uh drive, kind of met in the middle, went to see some. Uh, which which one was it, Brad? Star Wars. Yeah, it was. Oh, nice. uh, it was uh, uh um sky Rise of Skywalker, right? It was. So we, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yes. hung out, yeah.
0: Very cool. And,
5: uh,
1: realized what an awesome friend I had
3: in Brad. So, yeah, hanging cool.
0: out with friends in person, living the dream. Yeah, yeah that is
3: the very, very 2019. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, it was at, like what? The end of 2019, wasn't it?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like legitimately. It was like our like... last
3: opportunity. Two
1: and a half months before everything just closed down,
3: <laughs> we'll do so. it again.
0: Oh, yeah, yep. one of these days. So, um, so I'm curious, uh, with both of you having kind of these large collections, have you ever had to move since you started collecting? And like, how much of a pain <laughs> in the butt is it to, to move these? <laughs> oh, I know the answer to this one. <laughs>
3: oh, I'll it like Kaigo, she's she's it sounds a, like there's a
2: story here. <laughs>
3: uh
4: huh. Uh. No, my stuff has definitely lasted through several of moves. Um, I think in the span of about five, six years, I've moved about nine times, was homeless about four times. So okay. definitely moved stuff between storage to the house, to storage to house, to in <clears throat> backpacks. It, it's seen it all. It's seen it all.
2: And yet, she still kept it in pristine shape. So yeah, true
5: warrior.
4: For, for the most part, for the most part, yeah. I did have a couple like casualties of like cases and manuals, mm-hmm. but like for the most part, I have
5: everything. piece.
4: Yeah, that's why uh, when uh, Wes was messaging me earlier, I was like, I gotta get this count because <laughs> <laughs> I haven't you know done a checkup since about two moves ago. So you know, gotta see what's still there, what's missing. It just mm-hmm. comes with the territory.
2: Do you want to give us your uh, total count?
4: Uh, Yeah, I'd be interested uh, to know. (laughs) Um, I actually found another game uh, since I told Wes about this, but I'm currently at 275 uh, video games, and I'm at 27 consoles.
1: 27 consoles. Holy moly. All right. That's pretty impressive.
0: That's great. Hey, well, when the apocalypse happens, we're all coming to your house. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I don't like going out in public, so I got to make sure I'm entertained. a Cool so it's cool.
0: Brad, have you had any uh, tragic casualties to your collection? Uh,
3: no, not really. Oh. I've I've moved a lot. You know, mm. uh, the funny thing is, um, you know, when you move from coast to coast. I think I've done it 3 times now from New York to California and back oh, and then back. Um, wow. And then and then you move you you'd make a few moves around town. Uh you, you get to the point where most of the stuff that you're trying to hold on to it it doesn't even leave the box it started in. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. so right. I mean there's I I uh I jumped into the garage today looking for a handful of things and just kind of threw my hands up in the air because at this point it's you know, it's been packed in there most of it for a decade. Mm-hmm. You know, do you have uh, um, do you have a handle on
1: kind of like how large your collection is, Brad? Uh, uh, call again, your accumulation an...
2: is yeah, Your again, Acquisition a horde. <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
3: look, I uh, I got my first console Christmas of '87. It was a Sega Master System. Uh, I have picked up probably a game, at, at least a game every month or two since that day uh you know uh nes the next year 1988 you know super nintendo turbo graphics 16 you know as i pick things i've been collecting games my whole life so to even I, i i have no idea uh again there's stuff i haven't looked at in 10 or 15 years now
0: god it would be fun to just like you know, yeah. browse so, through in, those boxes. Next, so,
3: next so time in, I, the idea, I go to your
1: house, I'm, I'm just going to say, can we go to your garage?
5: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Start through stuff.
3: I'm, a, I'm currently in the mode of trying to find a permanent place for us to live. I've been trying to buy a home up here for some time. The oh, market's gotcha. been really tight with COVID. But my dream is to eventually open those boxes and just get everything on the walls. There you, you go. Know, uh, framed posters, you know, you name it. Uh, You know, I've been collecting for that moment my whole life. I'm just, you know, I'm just still with COVID, just have to pounce on something. But looking forward to that.
0: Yeah, man. Well, um, I think you both are um, big JRPG fans. Is that right?
3: Yeah. Definitely favorite favorite genre. Yep.
0: That's great. Uh, Well, Kai, do you want to give us a little bit of background on why you love JRPG so much or maybe what your favorite series
4: or game is? Um, for me, it's more of, it's just kind of keeps you on your toes. It's kind of tactical in many ways. It huh. can encompass many different aspects of other video games within there. Like sometimes you'll have like JRPGs, but, um, you'll also have it be kind <coughs> with some racing aspects into it. Sometimes it'll put some like FPS aspects into it. So it's just, uh, almost sandboxes, sandboxish in a way to me. So, um, both are genres I really, really love, um but it just keeps you on your toes it's very um tactical you have to think a lot it's not like i'm just sitting here playing a video game no it's you're, you're building um skills that you can use outside of the video game and i think that's what's always true mm-hmm. them, to me to them okay because yeah. i could awesome. always apply what i was learning in video games to stuff in real life
0: mm-hmm. very cool yeah for sure and uh what about you brad
3: so yeah, uh you know, my love affair with JRPG started with Dragon Quest. Uh I must have been 8 years old, maybe 9, uh when I first picked it up. Um uh, you know, it was just so different from what I had played. Um and I and I had to learn everything on my own. I you know, I didn't read anything. Um I I, I recall being uh uh, frustrated at even leveling up because I, I I didn't even understand what was going on. It was just the, the the time it took to get to scroll through the text. You know, I did I couldn't even conceive of what was happening until, you know, and and you die and you die and you die. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then and then eventually, you know, uh, being kind of a math-minded person as well, you become addicted to that statistical. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, watching numbers go up and like, watching, <laughs> and watching how it affects, you know, what you're doing and, uh, you know, not, and not how.
2: Have... Oh, Uh oh,
0: yeah, we'll just, uh, talk about something else for just a minute until, uh, Brad's internet gets fixed, but uh, <laughs> I, I got, a, just, I, uh...
2: I got a question for you yeah. and you and Wes, um, what are your guys' favorite JRPGs? Because I don't think I know this. Actually, I well, know
0: Wes's. <laughs> yeah, my my two answers are Final Fantasy X and Radiator Stories. I mean, I guess the real one is Final Fantasy X because i played it since I was a kid. Like, what I was kind of going to say off what Brad was saying, there's just this weird phenomenon when you're just a Wii TOT and you're playing a JRPG for the first time, and it's just... It just seems like this mysterious esoteric world and you don't understand like everything about it and i remember when i first started playing final fantasy 10 we would just rent it from like uh you know the local video game rental store and just like get a certain amount into the game and then like a few weeks later rent it again and then just uh you know start over and like never actually beat the game and then that fateful day came where we finally bought our own copy and You know, uh, we got around to beating it, so yeah, I just really love Final Fantasy X, and I replay it all the time, and the music is just amazing. But yeah, what about us?
1: So my two top favorite JRPGs are Final Fantasy. I do love Chrono Cross. I will. I am a Chrono Cross stan for sure. But it's not. It's not my. It's not in my my top. Two, it might be. It's definitely in my top five. Okay. My top two are Final Fantasy VI, which is my number one f- favorite video game of all time. Okay. And Chrono Trigger, which oh. is my number two favorite video game of all time. Dang it, I was close. <laughs> I'm a I'm a big SNES nerd, and yeah. um, Final Aesthetics Fantasy peaked. F- Final <laughs> Fantasy VI in particular was a game that I waited for for probably nine months. I remember Nintendo Power. Came out and they had this just one screenshot of Final Fantasy VI. And I would stare at that screenshot like (laughs) daily, just wondering, like, what's this game going to be like? This game is going to be so amazing. Because I played Final Fantasy II, aka Final Fantasy IV. A buddy was super into it. He loaned it to me and I'm like, this is pretty badass. And then I saw that game. I'm like, oh, there's a new one coming out Final Fantasy III. Mm -hmm. And I was like obsessing over that. And I finally mm-hmm. got it one Christmas morning uh, from my grandparents. And I was like, it was like probably the best Christmas present I've ever, I'm going to say it, I've ever received, but certainly one of the most memorable. Yeah, and definitely, definitely one of the best. And Chrono Trigger is Chrono Trigger. It's just an amazing game. It's mm-hmm. like lauded worldwide, the whole world over by pretty mm-hmm. much everybody. And it holds up. So.
0: Did we get Brad Peck?
3: Looks like he's coming.
0: Uh There he is. is. (laughs)
3: Hey, guys, sorry about that. I don't know where you lost me, but (laughs)
0: it's (laughs)
3: pretty much
1: right at the beginning of where you were talking, I I think. So
3: that's all right. Where are we?
0: Uh, Well, um, Jonah had asked us all what our favorite uh, RPGs were. So we were just going over that. But um, yeah, um, I think, uh, Kai, you never actually said what one of your favorite RPGs was
4: to be either final fantasy uh, at least series by final fantasy or persona uh, if we're gonna yeah. get in the pickies for final fantasy it will be seven but that's just because of the nostalgia when i was a kid it was literally yeah. one of the first video games i had ever picked up i just remember always riding about, around on the chocobos and then getting my siblings uh, characters killed in battles all the time because i didn't <laughs> totally understand what was going on i was just like cool like everyone's <laughs> rad and i uh, just sit there and always get killed. The giant snake in the first area, that was always my favorite one to mess around with. Um, and then for Persona, it'd be Persona 3. But that's because, to me, that one had a, the most uh, character development with the characters. I just love the fact that, you know, they had to build up to using the Persona, being comfortable with who they are. Mm. And the aspects of them shooting themselves in order to summon their Personas. I just... As a kid, that, like, rang really deep for me. Um, and I actually never played the game. I have it currently in my collection to play when I beat 4. Um, but I've only seen playthroughs. I've That's all I've experienced. But that game held really dear to me with the uh, storyline. From what I've
2: heard oh, with uh, a lot of people is that 3 is, <clears throat> like, even though 5 is fantastic and 4 is... Is really good too. Everyone says three is probably the best out of the person. three. is so great. So
4: really, you really should. Yeah, you should really play it.
2: I think my all time favorite uh, JRPG is Earthbound. Easily. Wow, I really? Love that I, me. I love that game. I love that game. And if you were able to um, emulate the english translation of mother three that game is fantastic too it's so good Oh, so you've done that I, did you uh no i haven't uh illegally wow. downloaded have mother you watched 3. a
0: full playthrough on youtube and have experienced the game that way uh <laughs>
2: sure uh <laughs> did you see
1: uh did you see reggie uh yes. troll tweeting about it yes, yesterday? yes. Yeah. i saw reggie's
0: troll
2: tweet and i was oh, about man. to say something about it thank you for bringing it up wes oh my god i just love everyone's like reggie don't do this to me <laughs>
0: um well uh since I have you both here and you're um well one of you is a self-proclaimed collector and the other is a unwilling uh <laughs> collector I guess. Um but I, I it seems like you guys both uh, really care about, you know, being in preservation. Um uh maybe this is too hot of a topic. We can veer away if it's too much, but uh you know, a big thing right now in the news has been um sort of sony's seeming uh uncaring about the preservation of their digital libraries and people freaking out and uh going and trying to download a bunch of games on the ps3 store because it's going offline but Mm -hmm. then also uh apparently being unable to download updates for those games now and there's some other issue where you're unable to like actually play the games if you can't log in to psn or something so i was just wondering if you guys have kept up with that if you have any strong opinions on it or since it's digital like if it's even as big a deal to you yeah
3: no i've uh you know i've seen it um it does none of it surprises me it's it's not profitable you know I, i don't expect i don't expect a company like sony to to really honestly care about any of that i i never had that uh expectation at all uh i think it's uh, i think the effort is i think the effort online is the most important thing you know uh, the fans know what they're doing they know how to preserve these things and it's going to rely we are going to have to rely on them to do it i think it's incredibly important um you know it, it breaks my heart when you find out that you can't get anything and something anymore or it's hidden behind, you know, some license that isn't going to budge. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, but the wholesale kind of shutting down of the shops, you got to kind of understand that, you know, it it costs a lot of money to support these products and, uh, you know, it's not what we want to see, but it's, it's a, it's just not a surprise.
2: So I got a question for you guys real quick before we continue on this topic. Do you think like with game preservation, do you think, um, there's going to be somewhat of a boom in, like, um, like more of a physical aspect for these digital games by people going on eBay and uploading said games to, like, USB drives and then selling those to mm. other people for yeah. whatever amount Man, of money it is. that. Mm-hmm. Do you think that would be, like, yeah. a, a market that people would start getting into or even, like, just PSP games and... Um, uh, Vita games and just like loading them up on uh, memory cards and then selling those
3: definitely
4: it's already been happening so it's like nothing new to the territory realistically okay. yeah. I just I don't know man it's going to be a hair of this it'd be one of those things where we have to kind of just watch it to see what's going to happen because uh, the whole PS3 thing like it's such a fresh thing this is like such a fresh uproar we haven't seen this kind of a reaction from fan bases or the consumer like this before. Um, so there's a couple things we just have to take in consideration for that. It's like this is the first time it's like really a big topic. And it's also the first time where the everyone's gonna probably scramble to get their games. So we might see an uptick in those kind of uh sales or distribution of these kind of games. Um, to trail off that, um, with the whole you know digital library and everything it's kind of disappointing to see this happening i do agree like yes this is like very much upkeep like it does cost a lot of money but as far as i know uh for these games that are on our older consoles are digital these people are not allowed to say transfer them to their newer generation console and i think that's going to be the biggest uproar here is you have this digital game that you paid for that's fine and dandy but why the hell can you not upgrade it to your recent console? And I think that's where a lot of people are getting more frustrated, is like, I have this digital game, technically it's supposed to be linked to my account, why the hell am I not able to play this?
5: Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's where sure. I can
4: see the biggest issue with the, the community right now, and I'm totally with them for it. But for those reasons, I am going to state, that's why you buy physical.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> um. I guess uh, it doesn't seem like, you know, I I know some people are holding out hope that eventually Sony would incorporate backwards compatibility to the PS4 and it just never happens. So, I mean, do we just think going forward they most likely will not have backwards compatibility with like PS2 or PS3 on PS5, you know, with discs?
3: And I don't know how difficult that is, uh, Mm. but it would would really be nice to see. Absolutely. Uh, Especially for someone who's spent thousands over the years you know <laughs> a lot of us have very large collections online too so i i
2: kind of see this as uh like somewhat of a stepping stone for uh sony to start pushing playstation now out <laughs> more because game uh-huh. pass is mm. selling like gangbusters and it it's what xbox is about now is you own an Xbox. Yeah. If you're not, if you don't have Game Pass, what's the point of owning an Xbox or a PC either? It's like just get Game Pass. It's ten bucks a month. You get over a hundred games, and it's not like you're getting, oh, here's a couple indie titles that are okay, and here's a couple like low end AAA games. You're getting like 90 percent of their exclusives if not all of them i think on like the actual xbox you're getting all of the exclusives but on yeah. pc i can get 90 percent of the exclusives that they have and it just keeps rolling in and now i've got all these bethesda games at my fingertips and it's it's incredible so i think i think sony is going to be trying to make that push that saying oh look at playstation now it's not just like this weird streaming thing look you can download your games now you can download your ps3 and your your ps2 games you just have to pay for the monthly subscription i bet you anything it's going to be a little bit more expensive than uh xbox but you're going to have all those classics that you really want to play
1: i really hope that that's what they do honestly because there are playstation 2 playstation 3 games on ps now i don't know if there's ps1 games on playstation now i have the system or the the service i'll have to go check later and see if there are i'd I'd like to believe that that what you're saying is true jonah and that that's the direction that they're going to go and i hope that they really kind of invest in that thing and and make it better and put a lot of those games that were they're basically making unavailable onto that service because i think that would at least give people an option to be able to play them. Mm-hmm. It would be great if you could download them too. I know you said, uh, you know, download them, and that's an uh, that's an option for PlayStation 4 games right now that are available on the service. You can download them, and play them from the PlayStation 4, or PlayStation 5. I don't think you can download any of the older generations games to play them because um, basically there there's no like emulation. Right. Uh, software built into the uh, playstation 5 at the moment so you just you can only play that via the streaming portion which is sad because right not a lot of people have great internet people who yeah. live in more rural locations or even some people who live you know in town they just don't have the availability for the you know internet to be able to handle that streaming capability and you know, so if they really wanna go that direction, they're gonna to have to think about how they handle it mm-hmm. and make some of those games available in a way that's not just via streaming because it, it's not gonna work very
2: well. Yeah. Otherwise. One hundred percent. I okay. guess if
0: they do get to a point where you can download and play, like, PS3 and PS1 games, I mean, people are gonna riot if you can't just pop your disc in, because if you can not download and play them, then by that point, they'll be emulating it on the PS5, so... Yeah, I guess we'll see. Um, I, I think I'm it's too pessimistic. a little but... bit <laughs> different,
2: because there's like, <clears throat> hardware there, whereas like, I, I don't know, I, I don't make hardware. Yeah, software, that's so a good point. I, I don't know, but I feel like, if the hardware's not initially there, I don't think you'd be able to read those things, but... That being said it could totally be just like a software thing. Oh yeah, the Blu-ray disc reader can read these cuz it can read it can read DVDs just fine. So it right. I mean, it could just yeah. totally be like a software thing, but I have little small smooth brain whereas people <laughs> at Sony have big rough brain.
0: <laughs> well, uh did you uh, have um, any other thoughts on it, Brad? I, th- I think I interrupted you. Sorry about that.
3: Oh, no, you're OK. Um, it just, yeah, it's it's complicated.
0: Sure. All right, well, um, Wes and Jonah, do you guys have anything? Uh, any final burning questions for either of our guests before we move on?
1: I do. Um, Jonah, do you want to go first, or do you have?
2: no i i'm i'm just excited uh so in portland i i've brought it up before we have a retro gaming <laughs> convention and like every time i've gone i've always run into kai there and it's been awesome every time nice uh she's <laughs> actually run like some of the booths sometimes so i'll be like looking around and I'm yeah. like, oh hey and then i see her like there was one time where she was working with a customer and she's like just give me one second, and she booked across <laughs> the And She's like, "Oh my god, it's been
4: so long!"
2: So, I, I'm just beautiful. I'm oh, just it's super, always
4: the first cool. when we see each other. Yeah. <clears throat> Go ahead. So, I,
1: I just I just wanted to ask really quickly because um, I asked you guys this uh, before the show, but I was just curious. Um, what are some of the kind of most interesting things that you guys have in your collection, if you don't mind sharing with the uh, with the audience? Go
5: ahead. You both. <laughs> go ahead
1: go ahead go
3: ahead
1: go ahead uh brad if you don't mind why don't you can you tell us about what you just recently acquired because that's pretty interesting
3: oh yeah um uh so i uh, i turned 40 a couple of months ago uh Congratulations. so uh yes well thank you very much um and uh you know i i, I got I, I think every 10 years you get to this kind of nostalgia trip at least i do i you know i start thinking about the things. Uh, you know that that made me happy. Mm. You know, a lot of a lot of people kind of freak out and uh, buy a street bike. You know what? Instead, <laughs> instead, I bought a Japanese Famicom. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I picked up the top loader. It's a it's a little newer. You know, the 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 classic is really cool looking. Uh, but you know, I wanted something functional and also kind of authentic and old school. Uh, this is the uh, Japanese model here. Uh, along with that, I picked up a this system here. Oh, man. Uh, so, so this is a relic. Uh, you know, this, uh, this thing's really, really neat um, in, a, um, in a frustrating way. <laughs> uh, so it's all mechanical, you know. Uh, um, you hook it into the back of the uh, Famicom with this guy here. This Holy is a RAM oh, device. Right, so you plug it into the top of the Famicom like that. And then wow. it plugs into the back of the disc system. Um, so, as you can imagine, everything runs kind of slow um, here. Do I you have a? Some... Do you have a disc? Yeah. And what those I do. Look I like? pick, I'd I love to see some those games. Things. Yeah, I picked up some games <laughs> this here.
2: Treasure chest of games. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so... <laughs> Show me your boutique.
2: Glad you asked this question.
3: <laughs> so it ships with the uh, dog bone controller there.
2: Nice. Oh. nice. Thank you for yeah, giving the descriptors up... for our audio listeners, too, because, like, Caden yeah. doesn't have to cover it. It's awesome. <laughs> so,
3: so I went ahead and picked up some things. Um, I bought a bunch of this stuff in a lot uh, from a guy uh, out of Osaka that uh, clearly took really good care of his things. Yeah,
2: that yeah. stuff uh, looks in great shape.
3: Yeah, so uh, here we go. Uh, so they come in like this. They come in a dust sleeve. Uh, this is Kid Icarus. That's your manual there.
0: Manuals, came... remember those?
3: Yep, and it, it came with uh, diff, disc labels like on cool the inside bug. that you'd peel off and you'd put them on the actual physical oh, what? disc here. Right. So you'd That's peel so them off fun. and you'd label your disc like so. <laughs> nice. So, so oh. fortunately enough, I I was lucky enough to get a bunch of these games uh, with the stickers intact. They were never peeled off, Uh, but all my discs are labeled. Uh, So the story goes, uh, what you would do is if you had one of these discs and you were done playing a game, you could go to a game shop, to a kiosk, and copy, uh, you know, they'd have a list of software that was available to download onto your disc, and then you'd approach the uh clerk at the store and he would give you new disc labels. So wow. uh, I was fortunate enough to pick up labeled discs, but you know the original sticker is kind of intact on a lot of these things. Uh, here is uh here's Castlevania.
5: Wow.
3: Oh yeah, that art I mean,
5: is so cool. awesome. Yeah,
3: here's uh here's Simon's quest.
0: Oh man. Uh yeah oh, beautiful mean, art. So cool. back
3: memories. <laughs> Yeah, um, here, here's a good one. I know you'll appreciate this one. That is Metroid. Oh, oh man. Oh, that's so a good thing you have seen, seen that here.
1: Art. Yeah. He'd faint. Uh, yeah, he really would.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
5: you'll have to show him when he gets
3: up. Two more. That's uh, this one I like a lot. It's in really good shape. So Whoa. that is uh, this. This one's a little rough. Uh, that is the ori- original Legend of Zelda there, and, then, oh,
5: that's so and sick!
3: Zelda what? two. Oh, yeah. So uh, these things came in really crispy. It took me a really long wow. time to get them in, and they were not worth the cheap. wait. Not cheap. But, oh man. But when you uh, uh, what what uh, a lot of people don't realize is that these disc games um the uh the disc system here has an extra channel of wavetable synth that just makes all the difference when you're listening uh you know uh everything just sounds fantastic uh besides the chunking sound that this disc drive <laughs> makes uh, i mean i mean I you, you put the you put the disc in and you you cross your fingers cuz it makes this sound that just sounds <laughs> like it swallowed your 80 dollar disc hole just to chunk oh and g. it just whines and you know it's a it's a very nostalgic sound if any of us had pcs from back in that day but it's terrifying to put a hundred dollar disc in that thing
2: just
1: feel the sheen of sweat Uh, on your brow as you put the the disc in
2: like he's disabling a bomb he's just like be very careful slide it in and then you just hear
5: yeah.
2: Man, that's so oh, that's cool. That's
3: great.
1: Yeah, it makes so me I'm really gonna... wonder what I'm going to get when I turn 40 this year. Like,
3: <laughs> <laughs> you're right behind me.
0: <laughs> yeah, thanks for the history lesson. I had no idea about the yeah, Diskius yeah. thing. That's so oh, fascinating. Yeah, dude, that's stuff. so crazy.
3: Um, I'm working on the ability to stream this thing pretty soon. Uh I going to uh, wow. maybe, uh play some stuff so maybe you can join me. Yeah, uh, that'd be great. I'd love to.
5: Yeah. I just oh, need a
3: new PC and a thousand other things, but I'll get there. Sure. <laughs>
2: Incredible. That's so well,
0: dope. Yeah. it has uh, been so a lot it... of fun. Awesome. Uh well, what about you, Kai? Um, do you have a huge special jewel of your collection?
4: Um a couple, but I think I'm going to actually highlight on the fact that I own legitimately one of every generation for these Sega sort of Genesis. <laughs> um, oh, nice. Fun <laughs> fact Sega Genesis came out with three different generations. um Their first generation, they I actually know that. came I didn't out know with that either. different models.
5: <laughs> <So> <laughs> <big>. <laughs> That's
1: a pretty sizable size difference yeah.
5: there.
4: Yeah, so this is the first model. So the biggest difference with this one is this is should be the very first one that they did. And as you can mm-hmm. see right here, there is a little like prong outlet right here mm-hmm. that they did not include on. I just got some tunes going there um, that they did not include on this one. So as you can see, the prong thing is missing, but that's because they didn't use it. So it was just, why would they have it? Um sure. then they released the uh, this is number two what they did is they slimmed it out they then again reduce the amount of like plugins that they had for it because again just so much access they didn't need it and then finally they released the third one this one is probably the hardest one to come by i think yeah. i was searched about three years in total to find this one three years three years because i specifically um try not to buy personal stuff online i try to only find it physically uh for my personal collection everything else i'll just buy online um and then for the sngs of it i also (laughs) included the sega genesis uh throwback console that they remade that they added like 80 of the games on there um but yeah
0: Man, that's crazy. Uh, I didn't know Sega was doing the mid-generation console updates before (laughs) it was cool, (laughs) Yeah, Before it was cool.
4: Uh, Yeah, um, actually through the process of actually obtaining these when I found this out, apparently the mid-generation, like, consoles where they, like, kind of upgraded and fixed some specs in between has been happening for forever now.
2: Yeah. I remember the Super Nintendo, Nintendo had one, too, and that thing was ugly thing was so <laughs> ugly. It went from being that boxiness and everything was all rounded cuz round things were a lot cooler and it was just bleh. it was yucky. I didn't like it. I remember having that. That was like my first console was a oh.
1: uh, to self don't buy Jonah <laughs> SNES for Christmas. <laughs>
2: I have an SNES. <laughs> I, have an, I have an original SNES and an NES sitting in my closet right now, and I have... I have...
1: Why are they in your closet? Why
2: aren't they hooked up to oh, your TV? Oh, no. Okay, you try and hook them up Just to a, a 4K child. TV. Oh, that's <laughs> a challenge. I, <laughs> hey, wait a minute.
3: I, I got the disc system hooked up to an 80-inch 4K and it
2: wow. works okay. perfectly how did you know no excuse it's
3: not it's not cheap but if you need help <laughs> i can help you
2: <laughs> i want to so that's impressive in itself how did you get the power because the, the power plugs have to be different correct right so
3: from... so what you um what you have to buy a step down converter mm-hmm. um so the uh, the uh i think i i want to say uh there it's uh 10 or 15 volts uh w- we run 10 or 15 volts hotter here in the states so okay. um you know i read a ton of stuff on that uh, a lot of people said you know uh oh, just plug it in no big deal i've had it plugged in for years and uh you know no problems there uh, other people say you know I-, I plugged it in and it fried the whole thing uh so uh <laughs> They, they sell for roughly 25, 30 bucks, little step downs, so or you plug it into your outlet and then it just outs, you know, it's just a step down, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it just outs nice. to uh, 200 versus 210. Yeah, it just it's bottlenecks
2: cool. it a little bit.
3: Yeah, yeah uh, okay. getting, getting your signals, uh, you know, to something that a modern HDTV can read and with minimizing the amount of controller lag is really where your expense comes in. Um, you know, there's a lot of products on the market. Some better than others. Uh, you know, if you if you want to have like a seamless, you know, good looking, uh, playable experience that you're not going to want to throw out the window, you know, with controller lag, uh, you know, uh, you're shopping in the two hundred dollar range. Holy but cow! Can, right, but once you have the unit, you can plug in any console yeah. you want. <clears throat> you know, it, it opens you up to a whole generation of things. So worth worth the money to a guy like me who eventually plans on plugging in his console that he got on Christmas of 1987 from right. future hologram TV or what have you. Going to play his original copy of <laughs> Dragon
5: Quest. <laughs> that's
0: all awesome. right. Well, that's awesome. Uh, so yeah, listeners, if you need any tips on getting those old consoles <laughs> running on your modern TVs, just hit up Brad on Twitter. Um, I did a lot but, of uh, yeah. Um, I guess uh, we're ready to move on to our next segment. Uh, I hope you guys leveled up enough to learn Kaboom, because it's time for the Icebreaker. <laughs> hey, yeah, Jonah, don't forget to put in the Icebreaker sound hey, time. Anyway. i writing it down uh, this time. <laughs> so I believe uh, for our Icebreaker this time, uh, Wes, yet again, has a new game for us, which we're all excited about. So I'll let you take that away, Wes. You
1: are correct, sir. On special request of Jonah, today we're going to be playing back of the box trivia. Let's go! So, I will explain the rules really quick, and then we'll do a quick demo uh, before we get started with a real game, just so you know how it goes. So, uh, what I have, I have a series of basically descriptions from the back of video game boxes. I'm going to read the descriptions, and when you guys think you know the answer, you shout out your name. And uh, I will call on you, and you give me your guess. You all get one guess per round. Whoever gets it right first wins.
0: Sticks are high. Sticks if you
1: get it wrong, high. you're out for the rest of the round. Ra- uh, the rest of the round. So, and whoever gets the most points wins the game. Does that make sense?
0: Sure does. Let's do it.
1: Okay, so we'll do our uh, our demo, our example uh, box real quick. Practice and, round. And yeah, your practice round. And uh, whoever, so just uh, shout your name out when you think you know what this is, and uh, and then I will call on you. And I'm switching to a different screen right now, so I can't see you guys, so um, okay. you'll, just, you'll right. just have to say it loud. Okay, you ready? <clears throat> <clears throat> yes. Here we go. Yes. That kingdom's not going to save itself. You only got into the blank because your dad was famous. You just might prove yourself worthy Uh. if your smart mouth doesn't get you killed first. Dive headfirst into a highly detailed, interactive world that could only be realized by the creators of Blank. Explore your surroundings by kicking everything in sight, from furniture to sheep to people. Pick fights with monsters and townsfolk alike. Caden. Go ahead, Caden. Is this Roddy out of stories?
5: It is! Roddy oh, out of stories! Nice.
0: <laughs> I was like, no way he would pick Roddy out of stories. But he started talking about kicking everything in sight. I was like, and then it all started falling into place. Oh my gosh.
2: Oh, dude. Wes and I were talking about that. And I was like, dude. You got one special for Caden. He's like, yeah, I got Radiata Stories. And he's like, dang it, now I can't use it because you know. And I was like, you just got to do it. You got to do a test game right before. And I, I was loving watching your face the entire time. You're like, is it? I wonder. Yeah. It's
0: Radiata? like, it, I, I couldn't accept at first that he would actually pick Radiata Stories. I, I don't know if, Kai, Brad, if you've heard of Radiata Stories, but. Yeah. I was
4: actually going to ask you to elaborate on that a bit. Yeah.
0: It's my second favorite rpg only because final fantasy 10 beats it on seniority because i played it when i was a tot i didn't discover variety out of stories till i was like a teenager just sitting in like a used bookstore that has a small used video game rack never heard of it ever it's square and x published game developed by Triace, which i think Triace like the only thing else i know of that they've done is like I think they did Bait and Kaitos, or they worked with Monolith Soft on that. They maybe. did
1: Star Ocean, yeah, and they did Valkyrie Profile. Oh, but wow.
0: uh, so there you go. Just a quick sell on it. <clears> um, the kind of the gimmick to the gameplay in the game is literally almost every single NPC in the entire game is recruitable to join your party, and they all have different conditions ranging from extremely simple and mundane to like really complicated and esoteric, like. One of the strongest characters you can get right at the beginning of the game, he's, like, a recluse, like, antisocial dude, and he, like, wears a helmet all the time and, like, never takes it off. And, like, you have to (laughs) go into his house and talk to his mom, and his mom is like, hey, could you try to talk to uh, Gene and make friends with him? And you have to... Over the, the game has a 24-hour cycle, and every character in the game has a set schedule or they go around and do stuff. You know how you hear games like The Witcher that's like, every character is living a life, and it's, they're just talking out of their ass. <laughs> well, at Roddy Out of Stories, they actually have a 24-hour set schedule. So, like, every, for the course of, like, four or five days, you have to, like, Go find him and talk to him, and eventually he like opens up to you. And then you go talk to his mom, and he's like, "Hey, ever since you started talking to him, he's been going out and you know, like making friends and socializing at the bar. And then he'll join your party, and go help you kill monsters and stuff." But uh, okay. the game also just has an incredible soundtrack. Oh, okay, really I, got, I'm sorry, I, I have yeah, to sorry, stop you I'm right sorry, there because right. we're <laughs> in the
1: middle of a game here. Yeah, okay, let's let's <laughs> the merits of Radiata stories later. Yeah, when we're we have we have could the I, backs of boxes could... to guess here.
3: Can I ask him a question before you proceed? Very quick. I don't know if I should let you because this could turn yeah, into a, a, question. a whole segment in itself. It's a, it's a simple question. Uh, uh, is, it, is that game on DS?
0: No, it's PS2. Okay. And I then, thought I had it Oh, you're thinking of Radiant there. Historia.
3: That's the one. Sorry. Yeah. Hey, Caden,
2: <laughs> did you know that they did remake bro. the game, though? No, it's called Watch win. Dogs Legion. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, sorry, Les, sorry. I'm... You jokers. Back to the, over. Back to the game.
1: Right. Back to the game. All right. Are you guys ready to, to jump into the game proper? Oh,
2: I am yes. so ready. Let's go.
1: <clears throat> All right, like I said, shout your name if you think you know what it is. Here we go. The neighbors are just dying to meet you. Hey, where's that scary music coming from? Yikes! It's Blank! Where you appear in every demented horror flick ever to make you hurl jujubes. Whatever that is. (laughs) 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 What are two wholesome teenagers doing in a Blank game like this? Trying to save the nice Blanks Blanks and Blanks from a fate worse than Polyester. Who would put this slice of suburbia in such a goose pimply hysteria?
0: Caden go ahead this is really random but is it gex
2: no okay oh, I, I can <laughs> i can picture the game in my oh. mind i know what game it is i don't know the name of the game
1: i keep it, i'm gonna keep going zombies relentless chainsaw maniacs mummies evil dolls that just won't die lizard men blobs vampires giant ants martians and more martians. where where else uh, will they turn up Find your way through 55 horror-filled levels like a grocery store gone bad, a what shopping mall this? awry, a mysterious island, and your own backyard. I know Don't, is miss. Yay, Don't miss. Don't miss. Weird kids on the block. Mars needs cheerleaders and dances with werewolves. Will these blanks survive the night? You can fend <laughs> off the freaks with a virtual candy counter of weapons like oozy squirt guns, exploding soda pop, bazookas, weed whackers, ancient artifacts. Also, grab power-ups Oh-Rama, like secret potions and Bobo Clown decoys. Use your victim <laughs> radar viewer. <laughs> the Does the Nintendo game ever game? end?
2: I, I don't know what game it is. I can't remember. I don't know it. Play it. blank,
1: but don't be surprised. <laughs> if your friends are missing when you hear the sound of the chainsaw hissing.
2: You'll
0: you have, have to any write, guesses. You'll have to give them hints.
1: I don't know it. I...
2: I, I, I know what game it is I can't think of the name of the game though
1: We have 10 seconds
4: oh.
0: What's the first letter, the first word in the title? No hints Oh, okay I think we're all sitting out on yeah, this one You're, you're going to have Four, to give it to us
1: 3, two, one. It's Zombies Ate My Neighbors
2: What? I've <laughs> no. not even heard of this game it, what? It's, a, it's <laughs> a Super Nintendo game, right?
1: Yes, Yeah. yeah. it is a Super Nintendo game mm-hmm.
0: I'll have to look this up yeah, that you will.
1: It's, it's, it's from Konami. It's a classic. Konami. Alright. <clears throat> so no turn. points awarded that round. Yeah. Disappointed.
0: We're all Alright.
1: Game number two. Tomorrow is in your hands. Blank must brave a world transformed by the blank carrying the remnants of our future in his Jonah. hands. Yes, Jonah.
2: Death Stranding. Ding, 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 Death Stranding! When you said tomorrow (laughs) in your hands, I'm like, that's a new game. I know it is. Good job, yeah. That was awesome. All right,
1: moving on. Sorry, one second. Okay. Pitted against the galaxy's fiercest foe, you either win or the whole world loses. The universe teeters on the brink of total annihilation at the hands of the vile blank blank. Earth's only hope rests with you, a courageous member of the Special Forces Elite Commando Squad. Your mission: to battle deep into the deadly Amazon jungle where the what? blank and his galactic henchmen have transformed ancient Mayan temples into awesome monuments dedicated to mass destruction. What? A multitude of weapons, from rapid-fire machine guns to high-tech lasers, are at your disposal as you sweat blood, fighting past 3D mazes, underground security systems, and tropical forests surrounded by giant waterfalls, alien cannons. This is the ultimate test for the ultimate guerrilla warrior. And if you survive, Earth survives.
2: Jonah.
0: I have a one. Okay.
2: <laughs> is it Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon?
1: No.
0: Whoa, oh. that was a that was a tight guess though. <laughs> like, all right.
1: Last, the last thing it says: featuring simulate simultaneous play for two players or play against the computer.
0: Caden. Yes. Totally random. Turok No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like Amazon rainforest. Yeah. Temples, Temple oh, yeah. aliens. What? Prater Kai.
3: I've Any got guesses? nothing, left. I'm sorry, buddy.
4: So I can play it. <laughs>
3: yeah, for
1: sure. No <laughs> guesses. Five, <laughs> four, three. Take a guess. Anything. Come on, just guess something. News. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: okay, the, the game was Contra. <laughs>
3: oh, Contra! Oh
0: my God!
2: that
3: really? makes
0: Really? So Do you really go to the sense. Amazon forest?
2: God.
3: Have you never oh, played Contra? I,
2: I can see it now. I can. It's see the very I'm, first level. Played two. Play co- play co-op That's or against not a... Contra. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I can all right, see it so now. far,
1: Jonas Jonas got the lead with one point.
2: With Death Stranding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all free. right,
1: next game. Double the fun. Mm. Take all the crazy action of the celebrated Blank series and multiply it by two in Blank. Each blank holds two racers that can switch places at any time. Can
0: Hate you choose? Dang yes. Mario <laughs> Kart double dash. No! That's it.
1: No! Got it. no! Double dash. dash.
5: <clears throat>
0: Tied up. Nice job. Oh, Thank you. Man.
2: Best Mario Kart, hands down. Easily.
1: All right. Ready for the next one?
2: Oh, yeah. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Let's go, baby.
1: Welcome to Blank. Blank is a shooter unlike any you've ever played, loaded with weapons and tactics never seen. You'll have a complete arsenal at your disposal, from simple revolvers to grenade launchers and chemical throwers. But you'll also be forced to Blank your Blank to create an even more deadly weapon, you! Blank get, blanks give you superhuman powers. Blast electrical currents into water to electrocute multiple enemies, or freeze them solid Kaden. and obliterate them.
0: Yes. It's BioShock.
2: BioShock. Oh, dude, I was literally about Blast to. Pay okay, I gotta, I gotta take this back from you, dude. I was. Would you kindly? <laughs> uh, you're funny. You're funny.
1: <laughs> All right, here we go. Take back what's yours reprise your role as a supernatural assassin in Blank the follow-up to Blank winner of over 100 Game of the Year awards an otherworldly usurper has seized Blank's throne, leaving the fate of the Isles in chaos play as Blank or Blank and travel to Blank the coastal city that holds the keys to restoring Blank to power armed with new abilities, gadgets, and weapons track down your enemies and take back what's yours choose assassin. play as blank or blank and okay. use each character
0: yes it's two oh, oh. that's
2: it <laughs> all right
3: god good dude, job you're
2: so good at this arcane yeah he is. Uh, this is tough you keep getting them right I as i figure out what it is
0: i got that rough brain dude <laughs> you,
4: do. Yeah, you do you got that rough brain oh <laughs> <laughs>
2: When we start right. making merch, we gotta have, like, a picture <laughs> of my face and it's just gonna have a smooth brain and then it's gonna be your face and it's just gonna be all, like, ridiculously <laughs> rigid.
0: <laughs>
1: all right. <clears throat> Ready for the next one? Yes. Raise Hill. Blank's past is now revealed as Blank returns to its roots. Master Blank's Multiple fighting styles while battling never before seen demons and new characters as you fight your way towards a brutal confrontation with blank's Jonah. mysterious Yes. Doom Eternal? No. Fighting
0: styles, man.
1: A brutal confrontation with Blank's mysterious twin brother Blank.
0: Uh-oh. Oh Caden. <laughs> what is
1: it? <laughs> Go Caden.
0: I actually Don't know which one it's gonna be.
1: You have to guess. You called your
0: name. uh, Just recency bias. I'll shout out uh, DMC5. No. Okay. Well, now you guys have a hit. You just have to guess correctly. (laughs) You've got a one in four chance of getting it right.
1: Choose Blank's fighting style. Maximize the impact of close up blade attacks or blow enemies away from a distance. I know
0: which one it is now.
1: Like, huge like, arsenal
4: Kayden, Kayden, can you repeat your answer for me real quick
0: uh, devil may nope. cry 5
4: yeah, yeah. come on <laughs> no. hey, and he he did the abbreviation I think we deserve the actual full length
1: I haven't right. heard anybody say their name yet why <laughs> go ahead
4: devil may cry 4
1: Ooh. no I'm sorry that is incorrect cool. Brad All right, guys. Three. you got it
3: Brad hey Yay. <laughs> this guy is the, first
5: one with
0: the style
4: on system. The, on the board.
1: <laughs> okay. Game holds up. We're getting down to the end. We have two more entries.
0: So someone can tie with me, is what you're saying. It's possible. <laughs> I need to bring it back.
3: Bring it back. A new in.
1: adventure in the beloved world of Blank. Brave all new dungeons, face a fresh new threat from a shadowy world, and travel both—Jonah, both worlds. Dang it!
2: Uh, Go The ahead. Legend of Zelda: A Link Between Worlds.
1: You got it! Okay, hey. I was gonna get the link to the past. Oh so wow! I
2: yeah, he said I'm brand new adventure, man. and I was, okay, that's that's yeah. what sold it. And... <laughs> you just I'll might look, get, it, get it, man. You might you might tie it up. Yeah, I'm gonna tie it up. I'm coming back, baby. Prepare. You ain't going to get Zelda from me? I got it on my wall. (laughs) Yeah, I
0: admit you're a bigger fan than I am. (laughs) All
1: are we ready for the last one? Yes. Okay. A true hero forges his own story. Blank is a blank. Professional monster slayer. Abandoned as a child, he was subjected to rigorous training and blank.
0: Okay, but I don't know which one it is, though. (laughs) I know it's a Witcher game, but I mean, just on the fact that Wes made this challenge and it's one of his favorite games, I'll say The Witcher 3.
1: I'm sorry, Caden. Ah! The Witcher 3. <laughs>
0: Should've let you finish.
1: But the <laughs> time of untold chaos has come. Mighty forces clash behind the scenes in the struggle for power and influence. The northern kingdoms mobilize for war. But armies on the march are not enough to stop a bloody conspiracy. Someone is hunting crowned heads. Jonah. Every assassination...
0: Yes. Uh, Witcher 2. Assassin of Kings.
1: He tied it up, folks.
0: Let's go. Dang it. Let's go, All King. Right. Let's go. Jump the gun.
1: <laughs>
2: Let's get ready to rumble. <laughs> <laughs> nice job, guys. <laughs>
1: Pay-per-view. Cage match awesome so we in the end we have uh jonah with three Caden with three brad with one do we have a tiebreaker uh i had one but we used it on the example (laughs) so
5: you should i will i will
1: tell you what i will do i will i will find a tiebreaker and uh before we start the question section or at the beginning of the question section we can have the tiebreaker round.
2: How about All right. How I'll... about we just take our break right <clears throat> now and then we'll come back.
0: Oh yeah, we need a break.
2: Yeah, it's we'll take our hour. break now and then we'll come back and we'll we'll uh settle the
0: score. <laughs> there can only be one there can only be one winner. All right, cool. Well, we'll move on to our uh, our break and we'll uh, catch you guys in a minute. Alright, we're back from our break, and it's time for the grudge match between Caden and Jonah. Smooth Brain versus Rough Brain. Who will win? <laughs> Let's go! <laughs> Alright, well, right,
5: gentlemen.
1: I, I have a, a new game here. So, you guys are the uh, the two participants since you're the, in the tie. Are we ready? Ready.
3: Bring it
5: on! Okay. death.
1: Restore the true history in the midst of an unending war, Blank leads a mission that goes horribly awry. However, with the mystical white Blank, he discovers a way to go to the intersection of time itself, Blank, to rewrite past events. Can he thus alter the world's ill-fated course? Time travel. Use the Blank to jump back and forth to key points in the timeline and write events that prevent true history from Jonah. developing Jonah
2: Is it time splitters?
0: No
1: It's not time more? splitters <laughs>
0: Is there more to the back of the box?
1: There's a little bit more oh. Battle Set up devastating combination attacks by na- by manipulating the turn order and using your special ability to push enemies around the field
2: That is it oh. What is it Caden? You have the upper hand.
0: Caden. Go ahead. The time travel and tactical combat, enemy manipulation. The only thing that comes to my brain, I feel like it's definitely wrong, is, um, well, now I can't remember the name of it. Uh, it's that it's that pixel art isometric game where you're fighting kaiju and mecha. Is that is that at all? You,
1: you have to say the name of the game. Oh,
0: am I right? And I can't remember no. the name. <laughs> What's it called? Why can't I remember it? Let's get the down. Um, yeah, you're gonna have to Ten, count. Nine, nine,
1: eight. Into the into the rift. Seven, S- six, rift something. Rift.
0: The thing thing you're in,
1: into into the breach.
0: Into the breach, but it's, it's not, not that.
1: It's not that. Oh, okay, I'm, sorry. Oh. I'm sorry. All right, We're the answer was. Weird.
2: Oh, no.
5: oh,
0: oh, <laughs> man. oh, there was no way I was going to get that. <laughs> You're messed up, dude. You, you, best funny. you brought it up earlier. I know. You, you didn't I, even I've, know. Ever, I've never played it. I just know that's it as in awesome. game. everybody thinks up what I say. Yes. Radiatus, okay, awesome. the,
1: the good news is I have a, I have a backup. and I think okay. this is definitely doable. <clears throat> Alright, are you ready? Yes. Blank hero hunter savior you possess the power of a blank but face the world in the form of a blank you have the power to create and destroy faced with your greatest challenge to restore order and beauty to a world laid barren by evil you must overcome the odds against you an epic journey through a breathtaking landscape use innovative controls to paint your desired powers
0: Okay.
5: Fight, yes. Okami.
0: Oh! <laughs> 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 all right,
5: <laughs> you got oh. it.
0: I know uh, you, you got, got it, Jota. You know oh. Okami. Oh. It was this
2: close. I, I. Nice job. I should have figured because it's Wes's like one of Wes's favorite games of all time. Yeah, I was gonna
0: guess Dark Cloud at first, which didn't make any sense. So,
1: so just to be clear, well like played. I literally like turned around and like plucked a game off the shelf. That's <laughs> how I got the uh, the the bonus question. So, well cheers! Congratulations, played. Kaden.
0: Well Thank good job, buddy. you, buddy. We'll have to have a rematch later oh. uh, for Redemption, the Redemption arc of. <laughs> you are so on. <laughs> we'll
2: have stakes. Oh. Put stakes in. Oh, we're gonna be betting a mod pizza <laughs> Another again, baby. <laughs> oh, I'm not shaving my head, baby. I'm growing it I'm growing these locks out. I'm gonna be looking. All good right. Soon. <laughs> well, thanks
0: again, Wes. I've been loving these games. It's kind of the highlight of the show for me personally. So they yeah, put th- in the effort to organize absolutely.
1: Those. Yeah, thank Jonah. He suggested this one, so good call. Yeah,
0: yeah and I lost. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you, did, you put in a, a Herculean <laughs> that, effort. Plus?
0: Oh, I know. Well, uh, we'll be uh, moving on to our final segment of the show, which is Community Questions. And um, actually, our uh, brilliant co-host, uh, Stephen, our man in Australia, will be rejoining us. Uh, to anyone who doesn't know,
5: Not
0: apparently Daylight Savings works completely differently in Australia because it's the Southern Hemisphere or whatever. So he, his, his time difference from us is so crazy now that... Unfortunately, he's having to join us mid-podcast, so he should be joining any second now, and uh, then we'll be getting into uh, the community questions. All right, well, I'm glad you can join us, Stephen, for the uh, community questions. Yeah, not, nice to so, meet you in person. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right, well, we'll kick it right off with our first question coming in from Dash on Twitter. If there were to be another Chrono Trigger-esque dream team, talking about the developers here, uh, who would you want it to be and what type of game? Uh, since you're just joining us, Steven, I'll go ahead and give you uh, first dibs on this one.
6: Ooh, this is a tough one. As always, I never prepare for these questions, so I just
5: oh,
6: wait sure. for what <laughs> comes straight into my head. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, so... It's it's tricky cuz like you know we talk about like auteur directors and there's only a you know there's only a very few auteur sort of game directors but um man i, I must say i really love what uh Koizumi has been doing especially uh like well for forever but like obviously he he helped out um uh, with a lot, a lot of projects over the years in the in the Zelda franchise and then when he's done with Mario Odyssey. So I, I definitely love him as my director. He's just a really charming dude. Um, and then, man, like getting... Well, it's, it's only about three or four, four dudes as well. Like getting, you know, the team from um, uh, Team Cherry to... Ah. To make some some more some more gold and like I don't it doesn't uh, I I don't particularly have like a trio like a like sure like like, like for instance the Crotto trigger but like man if you just have this melting pot of like of like wave forward and Team Cherry and like Yacht Club games oh man ah uh, like that that would make a very very good stew oh the
2: Definitely, retro for cherry for bomb
0: sure. sizzling hot oh, retro cherry together <laughs> perfectly. Yeah, that's great. Uh, what about you, Us?
1: So I uh I uh was prepared for this uh this question last uh podcast. We it didn't come up because we were running short on time. But um so I would we can't go one podcast without talking about berserk on this on this podcast. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would make a uh Berserk action game. And uh it would be uh written and directed by Corey Barlog.
0: Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah.
1: It, would, <laughs> uh, it would have the combat designers uh, from uh, the Devil May Cry team. So, Ryota Suzuki, Hideaki Itsuno, and uh, Ryosuke Yoshida, who all worked on uh, Devil May Cry 5. Um, and all of the um, uh, designs design work on the characters and the, uh, the monsters would be from From Software
2: sick that's wild yeah that's absolutely mind, wild sure. dude that
6: like <laughs> I, I, there, there's like two there's two armor sets in well Dark Souls 1 and Dark Souls 3 that are like close to the berserker armor but like actually seeing it like in HD would just be so glorious oh yeah
1: yeah and sure. the uh, composer for the soundtrack would be um, the composer from uh Nier Automata is uh Keichi Okabe? Yeah,
5: yeah. You, you,
1: you,
6: def- you definitely want to cry when you're, when you're playing a berserk game, that's <laughs> a
0: good,
5: yeah. <laughs> so
0: yeah, cool, uh, that would be my dream team. Yeah, that's great. Uh, Brad, do you have a, an answer prepared?
3: Uh, yes, yeah, sort of. Um, uh A tough question, and I feel bad kind of even copping out on it, but I'm almost stealing the original Dream Team here. So uh, (laughs) with a couple of different, you know, things. I mean, honestly, you know, for a a player like myself, like, you can't really do much better than, uh, you know, the team that made Chrono. But I was thinking it'd be neat to, um, uh, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, I don't believe they've ever done, like, a Dragon Quest and Final Fantasy crossover, Right. Uh, So you could kind of lift almost the same exact team. You know, you might make a couple of key changes. Uh, You know, Joe Hisashi comes to mind as a composer. Uh, You guys might know him from... Nino Nino Cooney, uh, you know he's worked for Studio Ghibli Ghibli films. Yeah, yeah, he's insane. You know, uh, uh, incredible. You know, so if when I think about you know who my favorite developers are and who you know if they would belong in the same room, you know, they most of them have already been there uh you know um uh you you can't do a whole lot better than toriyama for art uh, you know as far as that style is concerned You, you know uh nomura too. you know i you uh what's great about final fantasy and dragon quest is that they both got their own kind of style so it'd be really neat to see them kind of mesh
1: Yeah, there actually um, is a crossover game, but it's not like a JRPG. It's called Itadaki Street, I think, which is translated as Fortune Street. Um, And they do have characters from, I think, both series in that. Um, But it's not available outside of Japan, if Mm, if I'm not mistaken. So it's like kind of like a board game esque type game. I I think.
3: Oh, oh interesting. I'd love to see like Corey and Sakaguchi do something too. You know, together. It's mm. just you know, uh, again, cop out answer totally. But you know, they they you, you can't fix what it's broken. Yeah,
6: that's actually sure. yeah really funny. Uh, uh, this 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 is a hilarious segue between uh, Wes's answer and your answer about like manga and also uh video games is the fact that um miura uh hasn't finished berserk is because he got addicted to this (laughs) mobile i think it's a mobile game and like lost his entire like he just didn't do anything but play this (laughs) video game for so long that he just didn't release any chapters and so now he's got a team working for him and they're barely releasing chapters because he now like he he's just yeah it was it's hilarious he got addicted to a mobile game <laughs> wow. wow that sounds I like an I anime in
2: itself or a manga in yeah. itself
0: <laughs> right <laughs> great uh, so kai what about you
4: so to start off with uh the little fun interesting thing i was telling you guys about with uh chrono trigger Uh, Fun fact, an hour before uh, this uh, little podcast here, I actually had to look up and remind myself what the hell Chrono Trigger was. Uh (laughs) 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 I straight up forgot until I watched a little YouTube clip. Like, I straight up was like, I know this title. It's in everything. What is it? And I watched, I was like, oh, yeah. Never once have I actually, like, seen gameplay. And or have played the game. (laughs) Yeah, ironically um to trail off of that though for the dream team um i'm still kind of new when it comes to like really getting the nitty-gritty of learning like developers and the names behind the games that we are making just because i focus a lot on the face value and the core entertainment behind the games um names and stuff like that aren't always really huge they don't really stick with me so like i've never really been like okay i gotta learn this um, you can go
2: off of, like, development teams, too, like, just like the
4: development. Yeah. That's actually what I was going to go off of to trail that. Um, I would love to see something between, like, maybe Atlas and Game Freak or Atlas and Square, just because, Ooh. again, those are, like, three really big developers now and throughout the years, and each bringing to the table something new and uh different styles of gameplay okay. and different things um and i would just like to see some crossovers of that like maybe some persona S stuff with like some pokemon themes or something that would be super cool
5: that would be good. that would be dark it. yeah but that'd be
4: cool especially with like the lores that atlas brings into the game for persona there's so much lore there's so much history yeah that you can take into the real world. And that's just one thing I really love about this series. It's like, you're learning while you're playing. Like, this isn't just random facts that they're just throwing at you. This is all real things. And I would just love to see that in something more fun, more appealing to a broader fan base than just adult-esque people. I would love to see that more widely, uh, for like every every age, realistically. We shouldn't just be basing like who is learning real world Uh, history or tactics or any form of characteristics that can be used in the real world we should be involved being that with all the games that we have yeah and i feel like atlas does a really good job of that and we should just be expanding it
2: that's cool that's a good idea yeah i like that
6: and like
2: no offense to to
6: game freak like uh pokemon is one of my favorite video games of all time like video game franchises but they can use all the help they can get.
4: <laughs> <laughs> no, for just... one series, come on. <laughs> you can only do so much with one idea, and I just feel like uh, when it comes to developing and stuff, it's always one studio. But if we could start intermixing the studios that are working on games, I feel like we could branch out into like a whole new realm of video games in general.
2: Yeah, hmm. for sure.
0: Make some more Strand games. That kind of uh, yeah, that kind of (laughs) just remind me of uh, you know, like the Zelda team bringing in like Monolith Soft to like help with their like open world design and stuff like that. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Cross pollination is the special sauce.
4: Oh yeah, Um, fresh eyes just gives you new possibilities. Fresh eyes can just develop (laughs) just whole new concepts.
0: Yeah. Uh, so yeah, what about you, Jenna? All right, me out. Okay.
2: I, I can't do the joke again. <laughs> I can't do it again. I was, okay. I was, gonna, make an, I was gonna make another and... Elden Ring joke. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I lost. I cracked. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was gonna make that stupid yeah. joke again. Um,
5: George R. 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 Martin.
2: <laughs> um you know, it it's kinda sad because uh I, I really want like the Titanfall two team to come back and make another game um but i'd like it in more of like a fantasy aspect and so i'd like to take some somebody that does like a really good fantasy and like get all that gameplay mechanics that are in titanfall but with more of a melee combat and i I know they have that with ghost runner and stuff but it's it's just not the same I'd, I'd like like those titanfall <laughs> movement mechanics in like maybe you maybe arcane with like dishonored and like how they handle yeah. their combat but with uh titanfall's like movement i think that would be so sick and just like a really good like fantasy-esque um like parkour game i think that would be really dope
6: I only finished Titanfall 2 very recently, and my God, that is the best (laughs) FPS movement and platforming. Mm -hmm. The best (laughs) FPS level design, like, since, like, GoldenEye. And, like, man, it, like, the story's not amazing, but, yeah, it's probably, so far, I don't play that many FPSs, but as I'm getting through them, it's the best campaign I've ever played. It's, Mm -hmm. like, it's... Uh, freaking
2: incredible well you need to play more so you can learn how uh titanfall (laughs) 2's first person as a first person shooters campaign is actually the best one ever so yeah yeah uh chop chop steven
0: (laughs) 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 well uh for myself i'm totally just like off the cuff right here with this but like whatever it is it's gotta have mechs in it designed by yoji shinkawa (laughs) Maybe uh, throw in, like, Fomito Ueda from Shadow of the Colossus to create some kaiju for the mechs to fight Mm -hmm. and uh, bring in, like, Hideo Kojima to make a really dumb story to surround the whole (laughs) thing, you know, (laughs) like, something like that, just,
6: I need more, I need more Yoji
0: Shikama mechs, like... So you're saying
6: that that the kaiju are the good guys?
0: yeah exactly yeah. Yeah. you find out you're like killing the planet's spirit did you, by killing did them you or
1: check out um oh, Left Alive. Man. princess men okay bye.
0: that sounds familiar what is that
1: that's a it's another oh uh, it does have you
0: just did in it that yeah, game cause... like bombed it's like a yeah. five out of ten on metacritic or something <laughs> yeah
1: but it's got yoji shinkawa mechs so you i gotta know. look
0: at the mechs i gotta, gotta check, check them out account. yeah <laughs> All right, cool. Well, uh, thanks again uh, to Dash for that question. Thanks, Our buddy. next one comes in from uh, Bean Dip Bro uh, from Discord. Yeah, uh, which is yeah, you'll <laughs> <he> recognize his avatar. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's Brendan. Uh, shout out to Brendan. What's up, dude? What's up, buddy? Uh, What's your favorite discovery that you made in a video game? Whether it's something that you found while playing through a game, or you learned it online, what is something that gave you a brilliant learning moment in a video game? Hmm. It's a loaded question. Anybody have any uh, thing that jumps out at them?
2: I think this is, like, a good question, especially for all of our uh, fellow RPG nerds that we have on today, because there's so many, like, secrets and stuff that you can find.
0: Um... Yeah. I, I do have something that comes to mind, though. Just, like, any of the, like, Soulsborne games, where it's just like you beat the entire game without realizing there's an entire level that you missed in the game. Mm -hmm. It was like a fully huge, fleshed out, multiple bosses, weapons in here, and then like you beat the game and you find out about it, and you're like, "What?" And then you got to replay the whole game just to get to the. Yeah, I love that stuff. Thinking of, uh, well, the best, the best example of is probably Kanehurst Castle from Bloodborne. Good stuff. Yeah, you could totally miss that first time too, and
6: also. And champion Gundia as well is so pretty dope.
0: Yeah, in the Dark Firelink Shrine. Yeah, good stuff.
2: I think. Uh, I think for me, it would have to be. Um, like, I'm not. You guys call me the Call of Duty guy because I actually play like first person <laughs> first- <laughs> shooters more regularly. Oh, do you play it at all? <laughs> okay, you're the Call <laughs> of
0: Duty guy. Um... I thought
6: you just like fishing. I just
2: thought... <laughs> oh, you, Mr. You... Cod. You have a fishing rod? Oh, okay. You, uh, you, you're a regular fisher, right? Um, <laughs> I, uh, back in the day when I lived with my, uh, my buddy, Alex, shout out to King Rorschach on the discord. Um, we would just get like the Treyarch games game so we could play, uh, call of duty zombies together. Cause that was like the only good part of those games. Um, I'm gonna catch so much heat for that, um, but uh, there's my smooth brain kicking in again. Um, Jesus, what was I gonna say? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! going to have to go like the a funny <laughs> uh, So like, just finding, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> finding all of the uh, like the the crazy Easter eggs and stuff and doing the challenges in like the the zombies modes was really fun and yeah like, yeah just like having more of a focus on trying to do something rather than just like trying to survive the zombie waves and like you got to make that one crawler so you have like as much time as you need to do uh set up oh, the, yeah. the, the like different things in, in those games it's like super fun and so I think doing that stuff with my uh my best bud when we were roommates was like probably my highlight for that
0: for sure i uh had a roommate in college who was the polar opposite of me like we weren't <laughs> it's like we were friends only because we were roommates he's like the jock like preppy dude and i was like this nerdy like can't handle sunlight game <laughs> guy at uh it's i tried to get him to that sit down because out. i think
1: of you as a total jock and a prep
0: so yeah <laughs> <laughs> i uh I tried to get him to sit down and play Skyrim with me and he kinda wandered off in a random direction for like five minutes and then he just put the controller down. And he's like, I c I don't like what I don't know what to do. What's the point? So then <laughs> he made me play Call of Duty Zombies with I've never played Call of Duty before. And so we bonded about him like teaching me all the tricks and the secrets to call I don't even know which one it was, one of the PS ones, But uh, uh, don't worry about it. They're yeah. yeah. <laughs> <It's just kinda laughs> so that, that was a pretty good time, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Anybody else? Anything come to mind?
3: Um, I got one. Uh, Mm So, you know, a lot of things come to mind when you think of this stuff. You know, uh, 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 Final Fantasy IV, you know, when uh, Cecil turned into a paladin was cool. And Final Fantasy VI, the world of ruin, you know, that stuff kind of, you know, blows your mind. Uh, 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 The fact that, uh, like in Metal Gear uh, 2, when um, uh, you find out that you won't be playing as snake anymore I <laughs> yeah. Think, yeah i think the one that really uh killed me because i just i i have no idea you know you you i finished the game and put the disc back in the thing and moved on to parasite eve or whatever else i was playing at the time uh but uh it's the castle in symphony of the night yeah. I mean you could so easily miss it. It's so, you know, and, and and you know, couple that with, you know, most of us didn't really even have reliable internet back then, you know, social mm. media wasn't a thing. You could easily finish that game, say, "Hey, that was great." Throw it back in the, you know, in the in the case and just return it to GameStop even. Mm-hmm. Uh but, you know, to find out that you had been in this environment that your your eyes never picked up on the, the idea that that map could be flipped upside down and played all the same. Uh, how cool! You know, yeah, just incredible, mind blowing. You know, right there with uh, Kojima and what he did with uh, the Psycho Mantis fight. just that, mm-hmm. you know, that, uh, that third dimension or fourth dimension, whatever you want to call it, where you know the game surprised, actually surprises,
5: mm-hmm.
6: is
3: really really neat when they when they that, that slide of hand. It's, yeah. it's always just so cool.
1: Cool. I've got one, too. Um, it's not quite as cool as Brad's, but um, I like to talk about Final Fantasy VI, if you haven't noticed from <laughs> many podcasts, including this one. Um, but one of the things that I really like about Final Fantasy is they put in a lot of kind of small, interesting things that you might not notice in the gameplay, like in the battles. For instance, Zombified characters, you can cast life or mm-hmm. cure on and basically, oh, like, cool. insta-kill cool. the enemies that's, that's cool. using yeah. that. Um, and there's uh, ghost enemies in Final Fantasy VI, including, like, several bosses, that if you have the spell Zone, you just cast Zone and basically mm-hmm. just sucks them into a different dimension. It fights over.
5: Oh, yeah. What? That's, cool. <laughs> that's cool. So cool. So there's
1: there's secret strategies in, in those games that you can use. The game's not going to tell you about them. But they absolutely work, and um, it's fun finding those little things. Also, in Final Fantasy VI, I'm not sure if people know this, but there's a random chance every character has like a super secret ultra move, and it's like a 0.001% chance of kicking in, and you have to be like close to death or something for it to happen. I've only ever seen one in all the times I've played that game. But they all have their own unique ultra attack
0: that's so and dope. it's all
1: just that's rng dope. if it happens and most people will never ever see them
0: very cool yeah yeah I'm,
3: I'm
0: aware of them action. but i don't think yeah. it's ever happened hmm. very
4: cool um yeah do you have anything kai yeah. it's also kind of interesting because a couple things do pop in mind um I have this really big tendency with video games where I will get three quarters of the way and or get to the last boss before I fully figure out how to play the game in its entirety to make my life easier. Um, I am I notorious that. for getting stuck <laughs> and having to grind and not touch the game for six months because all I'm doing is grinding. Um, so good examples of this is uh, Final Fantasy twelve. It took me about 40 to 60 hours to actually figure out what the health gambits were and how to actually. Make that work. Um, yep. still playing that game um final fantasy 13 the end of disc two when you're at that that final boss before you have to switch the disc out um i ended up raging at that game didn't touch that for about seven months to seven to eight months before i picked it back up and figured, out oh you have to use components to build up your weapons so you can actually deal damage to your
5: enemies
4: (laughs) 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 so uh that was also a really good one The one that comes to mind, like, hands down, like, I still, like, I have the save file on my PS3 and everything, is the original Final Fantasy VII. Um, I played this as a kid, I replayed it as an adult, and I rediscovered that when you're at the last uh, boss area, and they give you that portable save point, and you're not supposed to use it until the end of the dungeon, and I put it at the very beginning. (laughs) <laughs> and, and, and save, and then I have a backup file. So I have that sitting there waiting for me so I can uh, grind everyone to max level and beat it.
0: Damn. Dark
6: hulls action, that's good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, do we get everyone? Did you, did you have something, Steve? I've got,
6: yeah, yeah. I've, I, I've got a few. I'll run through them really quickly. One of them is like uh, something I only discovered I don't know when I discovered it. it I didn't discover it. I, I read it or whatever. The fact that everyone knows the Missing No Glitch of Red and Blue. Mm. But one thing that's absolutely crazy and I love about it is that the beach of... I can't even remember the, um, the town. Um, but the beach of the town that you go up and down to get Missing No saves, when you do the Missing no glitch, it saves the last location that you were in. <clears throat> so, uh, as in the last encounters that you were having. So, to save on the stress of the Safari Zone, you go to the Safari Zone, you leave the Safari Zone, wherever, whatever section you want it to be in. If you want to catch Trutinis, you want to catch Tauros, whatever it is, go to that section, go have an encounter, random encounter, doesn't matter what it is, then go do the missing no glitch go up and down that beach and then you'll get a free dratini a free tauros a- anything huh. that you have to catch in the Savaro zone you can catch very easily on that beach with no Never heard of that
0: one. that's
5: awesome yeah, it's <laughs> really, really
6: cool um and then the other like otherwise just the supplementary one is i, I bring it up probably every single podcast <laughs> breath of the wild <laughs> The Uh uh, final—I don't know if it was the exactly final um, shrine that I found, but when you're up in the snow tundra, um, there's your shrine meter is going off, and you're just like you're on the a cliff's edge, and there's just nothing, and then you find out that it's underground, and the entrance is like kilometers away. (laughs) The coolest like discovery. Like yeah, there's it took a lot me, of great ones it took me game. hours i was going off the side of the map like climbing down mm. cliffs like yeah. hoping like it's going to be somewhere down here and a not and like it's just snowy tundra everywhere and i'm like where am i meant to go and then when you find it and it's like a really cool puzzle as well to to open it and um oh that game has so many cool secrets like so you know, all the thing, all the yeah, things you could ride in that game that a lot of people might still not know about like Bears and stag, and mm-hmm. at you know, bloopers <laughs> like, yes, yeah, cool. oh
0: man, the Satori mountain creature, the oh. secret creature mm. that could show, yeah, up yeah, I love Take
2: it to the stable, and they're like, What is that? <laughs> <laughs>
0: that game is just this question yeah. in a nutshell, honestly.
6: It's pretty yeah. much the um, it's pretty much the Princess Mona, okay, like forest spirit, like, yeah. yeah. The, the funniest thing is, there's a shrine that says, Oh, you need um, you need a crown of bone and I just completely blanked on it, like because I didn't think I could ride a certain thing that it was. I won't give it away. I went and found a skeleton horse that is across the (laughs) map, and it it (laughs) takes you the entire night to get to the the location, and it was wrong. And I'm like, oh, my God. I just spent, like, freaking seven minutes or so to just try to do this whole
5: thing. That's
6: crazy. All
0: right. Well, thanks, guys. Uh, Thanks again to... Weaned it, bro, on the Discord for that one. Uh, next question is coming in from Jimmy Good on Twitter. Ooh. And uh, Jimmy, uh, he's kind of uh, the one man army over at uh, Critical Reviews. Um, and uh, shameless plug, I'll be on his uh, next podcast talking about Monster Hunter. So look out for that one. Shame. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, his question is if you could sit down with one game director and make a plea to change one thing, in an upcoming game, or Dream Sequel, so it doesn't have to be an actual upcoming game, what would it be and why? I'll just jump right in here, because as much as we all love Nintendo, they always have this way of falling just short of giving us what we really want. And <laughs> I'm too pessimistic to really think that Zelda will actually be playable in Breath of the yeah. Wild 2. So it's just like, come on, guys, just make Zelda playable.
6: Just yeah, come on, like, it's
0: time. We-
1: We deserve it. We
0: deserve it. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, Wes, you got anything that jumps to mind for you?
1: Yeah, so it's not a specific um, game director, so to speak. Mm. But if I could, uh, you know, march my way into the EA boardroom, I'd be like, stop whatever bullshit that you're working on (laughs) and give us a real, like, true-to-life, you know, sequel to Dead Space. Oh, yes. let's go. Full, uh, full of microtransactions. Need I want it I want it, I want no microtransactions, no multiplayer. No, I like no, I want single player survival horror mm-hmm. in the spirit of the first and second games. Give it to me. Make it but happen. What
0: about surprise mechanics? Dead no. Space
1: ultimate team. Oh. <laughs> you know who yeah, would be we need to
0: come
5: back.
1: You know who would be a great developer for that? Of in the ea team is uh respawn i think they yeah, could do an awesome easily, dead space. easily. i know have that they you want titanfall 3 jonah but
2: i i will take a i will take a dead space with those moving <laughs> mechanics any day dude oh my god that would be so sick
6: race what a it like retro studios like have they had a miss yet
2: not that um, I know of.
1: Only sales-wise, I mean, but as yeah, far I as... Mean, the, the,
2: yeah. the only yeah, miss was right. Titanfall 2 because EA screwed them over by putting that in between Battlefield and Call of Duty, which I don't I don't so get because it came out two so days good. before mm-hmm. Battlefield 1, and it's like you just killed your own IP. And yeah, that's yeah pretty, like, their own two
0: games. Yeah. So It's not
6: killing it. Absolutely killing it.
0: Yeah. So well, uh, anybody else want to jump in with oh, yeah. your. Uh, oh, yeah. Jonah? I got Jonah one too.
3: Okay.
2: Go ahead, Brad. I'll, I'll let you go ahead.
0: <laughs> let yeah, cook. no,
3: my, mine's real quick. I, I've got an eight year old daughter, and all the two of us want to do is play Pokemon Snap with the Labo camera.
0: Yes. Yeah, oh, that's
3: a oh. great idea.
5: Oh, uh, oh that's, that's it. interesting. Like, it's such
0: a duh idea. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I, I, yeah,
3: it's an $80 cardboard camera. <laughs> 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 let me play pokemon snap with it oh, <laughs> oh my
2: god oh my yes god. I, yes that is brilliant it i brought it up
6: uh a few podcasts ago but the fact that nintendo skipped two consoles with actual cameras on their system yep. and didn't release pokemon snap
3: it, it's yeah. unreal
2: yep.
3: it, it's crazy totally blind
2: all right anyway that's all it
3: right.
2: all right jenna I want to go to Ubisoft. I don't know which one of their z- <laughs> freaking be, yeah. dev teams they have, <laughs> and I just want to sit. And I want to sit down with like their head lead teams that they got and be like, "Okay, y'all are gonna put out another Splinter Cell game, and it's gonna come out in 2022. That's fine. I'll I'll, I'll give you time. It's gonna come out in 22, and it is not gonna be open world." Do not make it open world. I swear to God, (laughs) if E3 rolls around in June and I see Splinter Cell, I'm going to be like, yeah, 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 and it's going to be open world, and then I'm just going to cry. I'm going to be so excited. It's uh, It's going to be a rollercoaster of emotions.
1: Watchdog Legion. Oh,
2: yeah,
6: there you go. I'm going to jump straight in on top of Jonah, because I was going to have a chat to Game Freak as well, but... I'm sure a million people are having a chat with him. I will also have a chat with Ubisoft and be like, "Have you heard of the 20-hour game?"
0: Yeah, right. Yeah,
6: because because you can do it. It's it's fine, and you can release it for full price too.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, imagine how later. much money you'd save.
6: <laughs> you saved 80 hours of video game.
2: <laughs> oh. then you yeah, could put a out answer. five a year.
0: I don't even know anyone that's beaten like any of the past three Assassin's Creed games. Like you do. <laughs> oh no. all right. I beat Origins and, or? and Odyssey. <laughs> and Odyssey, dang. I haven't jumped into on Valhalla.
1: I haven't jumped on that one yet. I've
6: got
2: yeah. it. Val- Valhalla was pretty good, but long.
6: I-, I just made Black Flag and that was too long. That's how yeah. far behind I am. <laughs>
2: that that's like one of the worst Assassin's Creed games but yeah. it is a fantastic it's a good- pirate game. It's a pirate game. All
0: right, uh, Kai, did you think of something?
4: Yeah, um, I would actually go up to Nintendo and I'd be like, why did you uh, split like, why'd you do? give us two different games for fourth gen? Like, you, you gave us Game Freak, who is producing the, the RCS game, which looks beautiful. Yeah. It looks exactly like what I'd want, especially for, like, a Sinnoh region. Like, ooh, that's my favorite generation of Pokemon, <laughs> hands down. But then you go and get some other developer to go and create the fourth gen remake, and you give us this half ass game that has old graphics yeah. compared to the new one on the Switch? What the f- DX <laughs> <are you doing? laughs> no, like seriously, like far yeah. so compared to Arceus, like how the hell do they think it like I am going to be so surprised the sales for the fourth gen remake are gonna be anywhere near Oh you know they, they still be will hard. be they'll be high people man, are... graphics though they are so terrible. Just give us the... a fourth gen remake with yeah. those beautiful ass graphics. Why'd you have to go and put it onto a third and... party?
6: I understand that. I guess now they're saying that there's three different versions of Pokemon. There's like the new version, there's the Let's Go, and there's also the remakes. Because it would have made more sense to go with the Let's Go art style if they were going to, you know, one to one remake uh, Gen yeah. Four. But yeah, I, I was waiting on Let's Go, Let's Go Two because yeah, I had a blast with Let's Go, and the shiny rate is yeah. insanely high for Let's Go. Yeah. Everyone. Oh, it's so
0: good. Yeah, that's a that's a great answer. Uh, uh I know it's a very divisive topic, but um it's just weird because um
5: And a hard Yes, hard mode. The...
0: Yes, hard hard mode. Yeah. Uh, well, anyway, I, I don't want to actually get on a Pokemon tangent. We got a lot of questions. Yeah. To for <laughs> uh, our, uh, our next question comes. Oh, thanks, thanks, Jimmy, for that one, by the way. But yeah, our next buddy, one comes in from uh, Hunter Pearson, also a friend of the podcast. We've had him on before, and his brother Zach. Check out their stream, uh, Brothers Pearson. They have a great time. But, uh, oh, yeah. question is, what are your most favorite and least favorite video game mini games? Hmm. There's a lot of bad ones.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: Can I start
6: with the best and worst? Yeah. Because like anything the that's luck. Anything that's luck in Mario Party is both the best and the worst. <laughs> because like, man, yeah. when 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 you're when you're having a few of these and you're doing Bowser's Big Blast, oh my god, it's just like you are just <laughs> screaming at your mates. Like you're just going ham fisted. It is so much fun. But at the same time, it's just like, why, why have you put luck games into this game? It's so horrible. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: go ahead, Jonah, if
2: you've got something. Uh, I can't think. I mean, there's there's plenty of awful, awful mini games. I can't think of one that's like screaming to me right now. Um, but I'd have to say my favorite mini game is like the fishing hole in twilight princess i had so much fun with that dude (laughs) and it's like fishing games are so boring but for some reason (laughs) zelda knows how to do it right like it's funny that non-fishing games have the best fishing in them
0: yeah dude do you remember the weird like marble roll mini game that you had to use like the wemo on to get like a secret bait like to get the what? secret fish. Um, like
2: I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop you there because you, <laughs> uh, you clearly played the wrong version of Twilight Princess. <laughs> yeah, I
0: did. <laughs> My parents got me the Wii, the Wii version, and dude, I was so confused about the fishing because I was reading the Nintendo Power articles and they're talking about the motion controls to like reel it, in the fish and it's everything. So jank. Well, it's so jank. What happens is I get the actual fishing rod to just fish in regular normal fishing areas and not the actual fishing pond and so i'm like throwing the fishing rod out and the fishes and i'm like trying to like reel it in with the (laughs) nunchuck and like nothing's i'm like what is going on and i didn't realize that like the normal fishing has like simplified normal basic mechanics compared to like the the mini game pond fishing so yeah it was it was a trip but uh yeah that's a great answer um (laughs) Mine is probably a little bit divisive because I'm sure it's also a lot of people's like Warriors mini games. But I actually really love uh, Blitzball from Final Fantasy Ten. Like I I've had files where I just play up to unlocking Blitzball and then put like a hundred hours into the game just playing Blitzball, and never actually advancing the story. But uh, it's weirdly deep and uh, uh, easy to cheese. So uh, not actually well balanced or anything, but. Would the
6: would the Colosseum count as a mini mini game from Kingdom Hearts, or is that like more like side content? Uh, it's an interesting question. I, I'm sure you could argue, argue on Kingdom, Kingdom Hearts, Hearts. I don't
1: dude. really, because it uses a basic combat, right? So yeah, it's, so yeah, it's not, not really a
6: mini game. Uh, yeah. yeah, I was just going to say the platinum. Obviously, when you get to the platinum tier, yeah. it's like it's <clears throat> crazy. Like,
2: so you're talking um, about the Colosseum as being the worst mini game, right? That. <laughs> I l- I love it in
6: one. I hate it in two. Because two, you don't get XP.
2: You you guys um, know my feelings, and I I don't I don't think Kai does. I have I a really really hard time with Kingdom Hearts. I'm sorry. I know it's I know it's like oh. near and, it's terrible and dear control. to your heart, but. <laughs> Kieran and I, like, two years ago played through the whole series and I oh wanted Lord. to bash my head. Uh, <laughs> so it was in the power awful. Of friendship. I'm sorry, it was awful.
5: <laughs>
6: oh man. What about what about like staying by Willie? You at least like were like, oh man, this is this is so old... some of the yeah, some of the
2: designs. like, too. don't get me wrong, the designs awesome. Story can <laughs> Go home, please. Yep. Yep. Talking about games that are track. too long, <laughs> Jesus.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, well anyway, back uh, really <laughs> so on the Kingdom Hearts, uh, the Kingdom Hearts tangent. But uh, yeah, Brad, did you have a, an answer?
3: Uh, yeah, I, I feel like uh, we're all going to the fishing well tonight. No pun intended there. <laughs> um, but anyone who's uh, anyone who's gone for the platinum trophy in Persona Four Golden. Uh, oh, no. knows, yeah, it, the, the, it's the Guardian, uh, the fishing minigame in that is, I mean, I, I think, if I recall correctly, I had to do an entire run just to get up, you know, to the point where I could catch that fish, and they only give you so many opportunities, and it's really easy to miss, and very difficult. Everything needs to be upgraded, it's a major pain
0: what am Fair i So most... oh,
3: that's your your favorite
1: or your least favorite.
3: <laughs> no 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 <laughs> no that was just awful um uh, that is I, I was sticking with the bad theme shout out to uh final fantasy 9 jump rope uh just the mm. worst
6: <laughs> uh, i also couldn't get the uh mario odyssey jump rope
1: i i could yeah. get to 50 i think mm-hmm. but i couldn't get the yeah. hundred How I about be, uh, get the hundred Final Fantasy 10 lightning gonna dodging. Say, <laughs> oh yeah. god. Horrendous. So bad. So I have an answer for my favorite that I don't think anybody's brought up yet. Uh anybody like to bowl? We yeah, bowling.
0: Man. We bowling. Oh, it's a great game. I guess and it yeah, holds up.
4: Definitely. Oh. Is the did your ball to be like sparkling? Like did you ever know life we bowling that you had the upgraded ball? <laughs> You to you're not on the same level
6: as me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the biggest thing, right? Everyone knows Wee Bowling from Wii Sports, but the actual pack-in, the normal pack-in, was Wee Play. Does anyone remember a single minigame from Wee Play? I do not. Yeah, There
3: yeah, yeah. was that little. There's a little tank one, right? Oh um, yeah.
0: They always do the I tank right? mini no, no, it no. doesn't I'm exist. Rich- Oh, <laughs> billiards. Matters. My brothers I and I played the billiards on
2: like the play. One? Yeah. Did, okay, so Wes is right. The Wii bowling, but did you play the mini games within the minigames? <laughs> they had mini game challenges like how many pins can you knock at? Oh knock right, down? yeah, it was like they had like a
0: hundred pins or yeah. something. Yeah, those were Strike awesome.
2: on that. And then they they mm. had like the curve challenges, so you had to like I forgot figure about out how that. to curve the ball around. Oh yeah,
0: those were sick you're saying i can dodge bowling balls <laughs> i'm saying you won't have to
6: <laughs> man that is so hard in mario party 2 like mo- moving your pin away from like the bowling ball challenges it seems like you're just destined to fail yeah.
0: cool uh, yeah kai did you have an answer
4: yeah, um, for favorite mini games, uh, for me, I encompass a good uh, mini game as to if it's how much it's actually correlating with the main story. Uh, I view mini games as something that should be really fun, gives you a break from the main story, and kind of gives you a breather, especially if things are like really tense. It's just like you're grinding a lot. If a mini game can do that without it detrimenting a storyline too much, I consider a really great mini game. Um, to trail off that um i really did enjoy the 100 acre wood and kingdom hearts for each Mm. one it just was a really nice break it gave you a bunch of fun yes yes
6: yes Yes.
4: you get me Um, but other than that, I also uh, growing up, I really love Super Monkey Ball. So I love playing like the Super Monkey Ball bowling the billiards. I love doing a little flight challenges. like I know life those, so I really, really enjoyed those just because again, it gives you a break from just the basic day-to- day stuff that's really just challenging you. You don't necessarily want to just like chuck your controller out your TV. It's just going <laughs> it hold some fun. Um, as for my least favorite, this in Spyro, all of those time oh, flying man. challenges. I yeah. literally, I can get almost hundred percent completion mm-hmm. on Spyro, because mm-hmm. those damn mm-hmm. flying challenges. I get me every yes, yes time, and 100%. I'm just it, I'm like, oh, buddy, I just want to like break yep. this skin half, but I spent a good penny on this.
6: I had I about 130% of it on PS3 and then when they did the Spy Re- Reignited, I tried it like five times, no. the first one, and I was like this sucks. This yeah. actually sucks. <laughs> no. And then you're like, how did I do this
5: Like
4: some
2: odd years ago? Like How was I
4: able to do this 20 years ago? Like, this doesn't really yeah.
2: fun. So I was looking at my trophy <laughs> list the other day and I realized that I was like 98% to uh platinum on spyro reignited because kirian my wife was playing it and i forgot she made me do every single one of those flying challenges (laughs) because she couldn't get it and like like you know how okay you know how you help your son with some of the harder challenges and like mario games and stuff That's me yeah. and my life. I did I did it. Yeah, I was <laughs> <laughs> with Spyro. I was she's like, I can't figure Gowdy. this out. And I was yeah. like, use the triggers to fire while you're running. And she's like, Oh, you can do that. I was like, Yes. <laughs> yes, you can. Oh.
4: those agitate me so much. Like after a certain amount of times of just dying. I'm like, this, and I just start killing Spyro <laughs> previously. I'm like, yeah, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> yeah.
5: It's gross. It,
6: it's proper. It's proper trash. Yeah.
0: All right. I
4: mean, uh, they never improved on it, either. Yeah. yeah.
0: Mm, same every single game. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thanks again, Hunter, for that question. Our next one comes in from mm. Daniel Treveneau, uh on Twitter. Borderlands 3 online co-op is riddled with bugs. You can't even see where your friends are at during combat. They have no gamer tag, and you can't distinguish your friends from any other bad guy you're shooting at. They never addressed it, and now they're releasing a director's cut, which seems to just include (laughs) DLC without actually addressing any game-breaking issues. My question, do you think games media picks and chooses who's in the news? Cyberpunk was blasted, but Gearbox is seemingly getting away scot-free.
6: Well, Okay, I'll, I'll jump straight in here. Like mm. one online issue is pretty small fry compared to like the cyberpunk tale. Like sure. I was so on board and I went because I I pretty much don't pre-order games. I pre-ordered okay, I went to the midnight launch of Sun and Moon because my mate I got my mates back into Pokemon. That was freaking awesome. I also traded Shinies that night, like midnight launch. That was Absolutely dope. Wow. First time I've ever done that, like, I in real life with, with the person. Um, cool. And then I pre-ordered Kingdom Hearts uh, 3 and got the whole hmm. bundle and everything, and that was a disappointment because I didn't properly play that game like i'm sorry as you said jonah it's too long and then i i pre-ordered uh red dead redemption 2 because you could get it a day early or something like that and you got an extra mission which i don't even know if i saw and was a waste <laughs> of money like pre-ordering games is absolutely like worthless so obviously i didn't <laughs> pre-order cyberpunk i was waiting till the end because everyone was so hyped about Ooh. cyberpunk And i'm like let's just call our jets like wait, let's just wait it sounds like a pretty ambitious game. And then it wasn't one bug. It was the Assassin's Creed unity of bugs.
2: It was yeah. like everything. Oh man, it was that's a good comparison. It was systematically
6: not working. Um, and not saying that some people on new gen or PC had great times, which they did. They did have great times, but people on old gen were just like, why yeah. did I purchase this game? And supposedly you still can't, buy it on the PS4 nope. store.
0: Go annual to your local unavailable. <laughs> of the PS4 copies, just rotting in a yeah. case.
6: Um, uh. So one issue, like, you know, you could say, oh, every single Nintendo game has terrible online. That's true. Doesn't change the fact that it's not going to be in the news because we already know. And that's yeah. not the point. I'm not saying that, like, the Borderlands thing isn't a problem that's that sounds like a problem that is an issue it's just not on the top of the list of issues like we do want to have like we like over the last what, 5 years uh, 10 years whatever it is we want to stick it to certain games it's like there was that um oh god there was that uh hero shooter i cannot remember what it was oh, called uh, that came out yeah overwatch
2: yeah and got uh, just oh out. yeah battle battleborn battleborn, battleborn. Like Thank that you. game,
1: is like also from
5: terrible. Gearbox. <laughs> also got <to> Gearbox.
1: <laughs> Get him
6: for, for months and months and months. So it got its turn, and then it was like the next one. It was like, you know, everyone that is completely trash gets its turn, Andromeda got its turn, and then, like, yeah, as, as I said, like, um, Cyberpunk 2770 got its turn, as well as like Fallout 76. It's like you need multiple fuck ups. To really like cop the news.
0: Well, uh, the I thing do think about oh, go think, ahead, Wes. Go The ahead. thing
1: about this though, I think that's it's a little bit different, is that Cyberpunk 2077 is a game that's been in development for was it like eight years or something? It got, it got it was,
2: announced shortly after. It, it was announced, short... announced. Yeah. It was it...
1: announced before Witcher 3 came out.
0: Yeah, I'm it pretty, was pretty sure. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: Yeah, and and so in the first
6: um the so, first time that uh, Jesus was talking on the mount, he was like, okay, in 20, <laughs> 2077 years,
5: <laughs> we'll so, have uh, this awesome game.
1: So, Witcher you. three though was like this heavily, you know, praised More and lauded it. game that you know, was almost it's almost universally loved at this point by people. And um so people's expectations for the follow-up to that were sky yeah, high. That's what I was every and, say. and and the hype was through the roof, right? And so when you have something that's just the the expectations are so steep and it just fails so hard, that's just it's easy pickings for the media, right? And yeah, it, like Steven so said, huge. it was such a it was such a colossal Mess up with those last gen versions that it's hard not to but, not to put away. You
0: know, their testing didn't show those issues. <laughs> you know, they didn't actually play their game on the system at all. You know, their testing didn't show it. So right, how, but you're, <laughs> then you have
1: something like Borderlands Three, and which I'm sure a lot of people were excited for right but people weren't jumping up and down uh oh, yeah it's by like, like just comparison, fans, so you know. and and given gearbox's track record right we've already talked about some of their previous games that they came out they also did colonial marines if we recall yeah, uh, really? right cool which Shoot. is also not great so you have a, a, just, a company just
6: that's not necessarily of one, <laughs> one um One typo.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's a great article to read. So another thing
2: that people got to realize
0: too. It's
1: not quite on the same, you know, it's not apples to apples, I think.
0: Yeah. And
2: another thing too, and Bethesda has the same issue, is like when The Witcher 3 came out, yes, it was really good and it was at a much higher quality than uh, than Cyberpunk was, but that game was buggy as hell as well and people people continue to do this and i'm at fault too like when fallout 4 came out i was dude my i i got my pit boy sitting right right there on my shelf like i i was stoked for it i got a mini nuke sitting right here like i was super stoked for uh fallout 4 that game was super buggy fallout 76 super buggy guess what the next elder scrolls I guarantee is gonna be a trash can fire at launch. Don't Don't. don't hurt me, dude. Don't hurt me. I look at Skyrim, dude. It the game's been released like ten times and it's still buggy. Like that's
6: that's my biggest like argument. Not not argument, I guess it's just like just like realization is that like we're in the age of um I guess we'd call it like social or like uh mental like learning we're like in the age of like um we're learning about mental health we're like we are in the just the learning age like and we're developing our brains so insanely quickly over these last like 20 years that like video game journalism has become harsher like so like you know for instance you know Ocarina of Time, a 97, or a GTA 4, a 97. I think they're both the exact same score. Whatever it is on Metacritic, they're the great, the highest rated games of all time. Those scores won't be seen again unless unless a game is flawless. Because yeah. we are so discerning and we expect the medium to keep moving forward that unless it's a puzzle game that literally is like Tetris, it is just perfect. It's just it is what it is, it will never breach that like 97 range again. Like, because we will find fault with it because we as consumers, as reviewers, as people understand life and its intricacies more. And we just like, we don't make those like uh exceptions. We don't go, oh, it's because it's this age that we go, oh yeah, it's cool that, you know, Ocarina of Time has 15 F- FPS in the final battle. Like, you know, <laughs> that alone would dock people like multiple points in this day and age. Like even yeah. you know, think Breath of the Wild, the main docks were either, yeah, story, but mostly it was um, performance under like insane pressure. Like if you're on um, Death Mountain and there's a lot of particle physics going on, you're fighting bosses, it will drop. It will drop significantly. I think I got down to like five FPS one time in a fight. Like it was crazy in the first week. And that's the same with like Witcher. We were just like, this is so amazing. Same with Skyrim. This is so amazing. It has insane bugs, but also it's like, okay, we're only putting 40 hours into the Skyrim review. Pump it out as quickly as possible. Go absolutely mainline it. You won't re- return to the same areas over and, over and over and over and over again and see that. Oh, the uh, for me, it was the uh, the armorer at um, god damn it, I can't remember the name of the main city. Um, first city that you go to, the armorer
3: Whiterun, White
6: Run, the the, the, land, the land just disappeared, and so it was just <laughs> a ma- ma- massive hole. To the door of the armorer and i always went to that armor because they always had like ebony and stuff that i could buy and and be a sick um armorer and like so i had to like jump to like make it to the door because like they just hadn't loaded the floor it, it was just so insanely broken but it was so ambitious that we just accepted it whereas like okay i guess the the comparison is you look at like death stranding i guess that's the comparison it's like this is the ambitious game of the 2020s or whatever it is. And people were like, I don't get it. It's, it's too complex or <laughs> boring, and boring. I got shit. it. Like, I've got to just travel and take packages and it's boring. Like, do games have to be fun? And that question came up. And that, so, whereas if, <clears throat> if Death Stranding was released in 98, it would be a 95 plus on mm,
0: yeah.
5: That's the great point. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, uh you know, we're uh we're the kind of podcast where we got 10 community questions and it takes us an hour to get <laughs> sorry. I'm them. so <laughs> sorry
5: I saw
6: that. No but, no no you uh, good. That was so a great sorry. answer. So uh
0: I think we'd like to end it on a a, a positive note. Um uh, we have our next question from um Migs on Discord. Uh, I'll just toss this one right to Kai and Brad. Um, What sparks joy and inspires you in your life, uh, media or otherwise, outside of video games? So just to let us get to know you guys a little bit uh, better, um, get a better idea of your personality to the the listeners. Uh, We can start with Kai. Do you have any other big inspirations uh, or things that bring you joy outside of video games?
4: just like my general group of friends my friends are my family uh they're the people who kind of drive me to be a better person every day and to just kind of dive deep into my video game hobby um i guess that would be really my answer there i live for just making sure that my loved ones are taken care of and that they know that you know they always have a shoulder there in case anything happens like we live in really tough times so I feel like that's just been what's really been getting me through a lot recently, especially with Rona, is just finding those people that will have your back no matter right. what, and just making yeah. it through the comments together.
0: That's a great answer. um sure. I've definitely just like exponentially raised my friend count through the pandemic just because uh hmm. you know uh plunging into social media <laughs> and twitter uh, so you know thanks thanks to you guys for for being my friends on we social got media. You <laughs> uh what about you, Brad? Same question.
3: Uh inspirations. Uh I've been I've been playing music as long as I've been playing video games. Uh you Heck know, I play yeah. guitar and bass and I started out on cello when I was about seven. Wow. Uh, okay. So- Music's big for me. I've been doing that a really, really long time. I've been in a lot of different projects and stuff, but a lot of that's slowed down, you know, after you have your family and stuff. Like I said, I've got an eight-year-old daughter. She's almost nine now. Uh, So, you know, most of that's with her and uh, being able to share the hobby with her. She's uh, she's really into Pokemon. she just got into uh, Katamari Damacy reroll. She nice. loves yeah, yeah. She loves Donut County, you know, like and just to see her kind. Even a uh, Minecraft, just to see her light up on that stuff is amazing. Uh, you know, uh, we like to take uh, nature hikes. I, I, you know, I live up in the mountains. I live in a town with uh, what uh, three thousand people. You know, it's a pretty small community up here. Really, really cool. Right on the outside of the. Uh, Sierra Nevada, you know, I live right below where the national forest starts. So there's wow. tons of places to hike and, and you know, swim in holes and uh, you know, for for a kid, for a kid from Long Island, you know, it's uh, it's been really awesome to kind of get out there and just kind of scream at the sky and you know, uh, so that's it, you know, nature and family and sharing the hobbies and that's about that.
0: Yeah, man, uh, awesome. just. In the same vein, I I live in the Blue Ridge Parkway um, in North Carolina. And, um, you know, if it wasn't for my wife, I would just stay indoors all the time, play video games 24-7. So (laughs) I uh, I really got a a lot to thank her for for getting me outside in sunlight and taking me on hikes and uh, seeing nature. So, yeah, same thing, just uh, having that variety and appreciating nature for sure. Cool. Yeah. Uh, any of you other guys want to jump in real quick before we move on?
6: Um, I've got a super quick one. Uh, yeah. Really? Uh, other than <laughs> it is super quick. It's it's funny too. So f- you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so uh, other than just meeting all my mates here, like my god, like you guys have again saved my life. Like I had pretty severe depression before I found oh, like no. Easy Allies, and then. Through easy allies, yeah. i found, like you guys, like and then like on and on to just be mates and hanging yeah. out. And this is like, this is the reason why we do this podcast is because we just want to hang out.
5: Like, yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure.
6: yeah, yeah. It's, it's freaking awesome. Um, but yeah, like recently, my son has he got a scooter for Christmas, and then he started to learn how to um scooter, kind of you know slowly. And then I I wanted to teach him. So I started taking the skate parks and I'm like, man, I need to get a scooter just to teach him. (laughs) And then Jonah's like, dude, just get a freaking skateboard.
2: (laughs) Don't be that guy. Don't be that guy.
6: He told me me various jokes to that extent. When I told him about uh, my rollerblading landing past, he told me a a lot of jokes. Um, Anyway, ended up getting a scooter. I broke the scooter because I was going like pretty hardcore on the fun box and all that sort of stuff. And anyway, I bought a new scooter just the other week. We went up to uh, my in-laws and I'm watching this kid, this 12 year old kid was like dropping in on the quarter pipe and uh, the bowl and stuff. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like I-, I was dropping in like gumbly, like just sort of like jump, you know, so rolling in. All uh, right. And he's doing like bunny hop, like um, drop ins. And so I'm like, Cool, I can do that. I can do that for sure. <laughs> oh, no. And, and, and so I got to the highest quarter pipe. Of course. And friggin' waited, waited. All the kids are dispersed, like 10, 12 12 kids. freaking bunny hop, drop in. And the exact same thing that happened every single time I dropped in on a skateboard when I was a kid. Just whoop out from under me. Threw it like fifteen meters in the air, <laughs> landed oh. on, landed on my back. It was oh, absolutely brutal. Believe. It was so good. Uh, waste, yeah, yeah, exactly. It was hundred percent GTA <laughs> waste. So
2: you're saying your hobby outside of gaming is embarrassing yourself at the skate park on a scooter? Hundred percent joy for all One hundred percent.
6: Nice.
2: I'd have to say, uh you guys haven't noticed I'm I'm a big fan of anime and just watching anime. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Just just a little bit. Um, but uh and I can't wait for this freaking pandemic to be over because I miss going to live shows. I love, yeah. love, love, love listening to music. And I got to thank my buddy yeah. Jared for really pulling me into listening to like the metal scene, metal core scene, because I just like going to live shows and feeling the intensity of the crowd is like unreal. And I understand a lot of people have a hard time getting into that kind of music and whatnot, but. It, it's so fun it's so fun and you don't necessarily go to the shows for the music unless you like i mean i do because i i like the music but another aspect of it is the crowd and being a part of like this thing you're not gonna you most likely won't see a lot of these people ever again but like just getting in there being rowdy and then you go you go home all sweaty and you just like are exhausted, but it was a blast, you know? So yeah, man, I absolutely miss that.
3: Jonah, a- as, uh, as someone on the other end of that, I was in a, uh, touring, uh, metal band for about 10 years. We get just wow. as much out of it as you do. Dude. Heck yeah. <laughs> yes. to see, yeah. To see you guys lose your mind out there is oh, unbelievable. I, I miss it. it so bad. It's so yeah, fun. Uh, so cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shout
5: out uh, to uh
6: Cliff Burton with
0: the uh Wawa on the base. Uh did you have something Wes you wanted to shout out? Uh
1: we can jump to the next question.
2: Just...
0: Do we have time, Jonah, for one last yeah. question? We got time for one more. Okay. Uh thanks again to Migs for that one. This one comes in from Rob Cudak on Twitter. Uh and Wes, he's one of the DraftPunks guys, right? I yes, believe. sir. He's yeah, shout out to DraftPunks. Uh, what is your favorite video game twist? Uh, so spoilers, obviously. I guess stop listening now. <laughs> um, but mm-hmm. uh, uh, just real quick for me, uh, one that sticks to me uh, is just like the end of Shadow of the Colossus. Um, just so much stuff is packed into there, and it gets so crazy. And I guess you could kind of see it coming if you're paying attention, but uh, it just it's awesome. I just love it every time I get there. Uh, yeah, anyone else want to jump in? No one, really? No one has a favorite <laughs> spoiler?
4: I'm going to be a little bit of a negative Nancy here uh, for the my twist. Um, it's it's my favorite because of how much I hated it and how much I was really hyped for it and how much I was disappointed and how much money I spent on this damn thing. Kingdom Hearts 3 as a whole. It's okay, yep, probably yep, meant, uh-huh, one of the yep, worst games I've win. ever played. It, like, okay, they literally <laughs> made us wait about a decade for this damn game. They hyped us up too was so much fun. And they're all they did was like, sorry, we took so long. We just really wanted to so. make this, this is a great game for you. Like, this is great. And all they gave us was beautiful graphics. They gave us no gameplay. There was hardly any worlds. Uh, the worlds that they did have were so freaking small. Like you couldn't do anything. It was very linear. It was all story. Oh, and Fun fact, in order to even complete the game, you have to purchase the DLC. I'm sorry, I spent $100 on this damn game. You're <laughs> going to give me that DLC for free. What a concept. So oh, good.
0: Yep. I love it. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't yeah, agree more.
4: what a terrible game. There's it's no wonder it is so cheap right now. I am so disappointed. I actively
0: encourage people not to play that
4: game. No, no. Like, play... <laughs> play anything else <laughs> but that. They even did a remake where they did one of the little side Kingdom Hearts game as just like a three and a half hour long movie. Watch that uh, over yeah. playing three. Like, yeah, play I it. <laughs> but play three.
2: I did. I <laughs> did. I did. Oh, man. Wow. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. <laughs>
4: right,
2: so, and, uh,
1: so this might be a little cliche at this mm-hmm. point, but I don't care because I think it still holds up as a, one of the best twists in games but the the twists in bioshock basically
0: where you're just replaying that game after oh
1: where you where you you find out that you've been being played the entire time that the person who's supposedly helping you and giving you instructions is actually the real antagonist of the entire game yeah and you find out that andrew ryan is like genetically your your father and and (laughs) You just have to murder him and basically... You think that's the game's ending and you're going to get away out of the city and then it turns out there's like... You're really only barely over halfway done and there's like four more levels that you have to go through to try to get back to Fontaine who was pretending to be Atlas the whole time and and is a real asshole, so...
0: (laughs) Good stuff. Great answer.
6: Um... This one again, I can't talk on it as much because I only recently played it. But like, obviously, there's some, there's two massive ones in MGS One. Well, like, there's like mm, one mm. massive one, and there's like a variable mm-hmm. on that. Like, there's multiple people that have betrayed you in some way, shape, or form. Um, but yeah, I, I can't really talk on that because it's a recent experience, so it's not as like, like ground shaking as it would have been as like a a young teen or a kid or whatever. Um but yeah like there's a few in in video games but like um I'm actually super blanking right now on what I was actually thinking about. So if Kate if you could just talk about Metal Gear Solid for just 1 second I got while one. I just <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah yeah, we'll just we'll just toss it to somebody else We'll, we'll go in the one. background.
2: So uh as me being the um uh... <clears throat> official call of duty guy of the great game debate (laughs) uh really the uh the the twist in um modern warfare 2 when uh uh was it captain shepherd wasn't that the dude's name i think that was the dude's name but when he uh when he kills ghost oh man dude
0: Spoilers! I haven't played it, dude.
2: <laughs> that that game actually has a solid campaign. It's really good, though. But like, it's it, it's a good Bond film. I'll forget yeah. about it. Yeah, it it really is because like you go through this mission, you're barely about to escape, and then your commander comes out of the your like uh evac ship, and he just like blasts you both, and you're like, what? No! And they literally kill off the best character in that game, and everyone's like hoping and praying that he didn't actually die but he did it it was really funny to see a bunch of like big masculine hoorah guys like start crying because ghost died and seeing those youtube videos when it came out it was so hilarious but yeah that's mine
6: Uh, i've got mine i've got mine sorry i'll quickly run in and i won't spoil any more than i will right now and it's nino cooney and it's Yep. Oliver's mom. Oliver's mom. Oh. If
0: you know you know. <laughs>
6: yeah,
3: if, if you know you know. I'm sorry.
0: All right. Yeah, and uh, Brad, did you uh have
3: something? Uh mine short and sweet and I won't uh I won't say anything specific at all. Um I will okay. just speak to a game if you like Twists. You should play 13 Sentinels oh yeah yeah! this is this is wes's copy of 13 Sentinels. he was cool enough to lend this to me and i will not ruin a thing about this game but the the way the way it's designed like the the way the story reveals and twists you know it's just one after another and uh and it could be you know you could find out something you know so pivotal to the story so early or so late and you know, so it's just the way you go about kind of revealing the story to yourself. It's a that game, it is a game. It is a game of twists. It's just one and long I, twist, and I will, basically.
5: I, and I will not
3: <laughs> I will not ruin one of them for anyone. But if you're into twists, that is a game you should play. All try. right,
2: Brad. Um, Good call, Brad. On a scale of yeah. one to ten, how bad is the uh, anime bolt bull- in that game? <laughs>
3: uh, I i mean, I would, I would say it's up there. Okay. uh You know, there's, there's it's a not, lot of that going on. I it's mean, not, not know, a like game for Hunter Pearson. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. it's Hunter. Hunter's just not going to enjoy it. I mean, com- <laughs> cu- couple that with the kind of mediocre, also you know,
5: script to read it.
3: The, 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 the gamey sections of the game are mediocre. You know, you kind of rush through them to get to the meat of it, which is the story and all, but. Uh, you know, if you're just, if you're in it for a narrative and you find, if you're the type of person that gets invested in those kind of things, mm-hmm. then it's definitely
2: for you. Would you say it's on a similar, like, not the, like, a similar, like, story level to, like, the Persona games?
3: Sure. You know, it's developed by Atlas. Okay. So, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. It's, it, and you know what? I, I, for being honest with each other, uh, there was a moment that I turned to my partner here in the living room and said... This is on the level with persona to me, okay. and that's big you know uh, uh take or leave personas kind of uh, uh out there plots but you know I' just I'm always all in you know if you give me something with characters that are uh you know uh, that are emotionally uh you know <laughs> that that, that want to be there uh you know you got me.
0: Yeah, man, that's awesome. I really yeah. got to play that game. Yeah, you should. All right, well, uh, we made it, guys. Um, we'll uh, give everybody their final word in the uh thing you want to shout out, and just uh, social media if you want to, or people can find you if they want. Uh, but we'll um, let uh, Kai start out with that. Your final word, Kai.
4: Uh, honestly guys just again thank you so much for having me on here i haven't really had a whole lot of opportunity to really go in depth with video games with people a whole lot so like i really took this okay yeah and I just hope I can chit chat with you guys more about video games in depth soon because this was a lot of fun. You guys are very insightful, and I like what you guys bring to the table.
2: Oh, yeah, for sure. Appreciate the, that. The Thanks cha- for Channels on. are yeah, always open. So if you want to start a conversation, you always can. It doesn't always happen. Hey, to be man, recorded. I've been
4: more active. I've been, I've been oh, more Oh, yeah. Active. No, I, have, I yeah, yeah, have. Yeah, you have. <laughs> All right,
0: cool. And, uh, Oh, did you did you want to shout out any, like, uh, social media where people can find you if you want?
4: Um, I'm actually not really on social media. It's really just Discord and any of cool. my video game stuff. So uh, kind of keep that personal.
0: All right, fair enough. And uh, Brad, your final word?
3: Uh, yeah, not much. I just wanted to say thank you. I've had a really fun time here. Uh, I've had a even better time engaging with your community. Uh, we've got a really cool thing going here. And I'm just very proud to be part of it. Yeah, uh, if you want to catch up with me, I'm I'm not as much on the Discord. I'm trying. I've been I've been checking it out the last couple of days more and more. Um, uh, you know, I'm finding it a nice reprieve from Twitter. But uh, if you if you want to chat, I'm uh, Tukes on Twitter at T O U K Z. Thank you, awesome. very much for having me. I really appreciate it. Yes, being here. sir. Yeah, yes, man, sir. we
0: appreciate your time. All right, um, Wes.
1: Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Mechareca. M E C H A R E C C A. I just wanted to uh, give a couple quick shout outs, for my final word. Um, shout out to um, Chris Snow, uh, Justin Cialis, and um, uh, Pretty Kitty from uh, Twitter, um, who all submitted questions to us, but we just kind of ran out of time this week. But thank you guys so much for sending in the questions, and we'll try to work them in if we can in the next show. I also sure, wanted to yeah. shout out my buddy, uh, Matt, Mega Matt Perry, who just uh, achieve the platinum trophy for demon souls on PS5. Yeah, that. So, job, so congratulations man.
0: Yeah, yeah. Being cheesy. <laughs> you, <laughs> you're thinking uh, of cheesing the game? Is that weird? Yeah, thinking? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about you, Steven? Your final thoughts?
6: Um yeah, uh as I said, yeah. J- just like just like Kai said, I just love doing this it's awesome um you know for sure i hope you have i hope you have a great week ahead play some video games hang out with some friends if you can like just chat on the internet if you can't hang out with friends Mm -hmm. like it's important to just you know be with people so yeah for sure enjoy life
0: sick all right and uh jenna before i close it out um you got any housekeeper anything you want to shout out about the discord or anything like that
2: um uh we got a new multiplayer stuff we're trying to get more community engagement with like multiplayer games and stuff and hopefully we can maybe get some community game nights going out uh like we shouted out earlier brothers Pearson they're uh a big part of our our community they they have their own streams and stuff and they both of them are our mods and thank you to Brendan also for just being a mm-hmm. fantastic mod in our uh, our discord um we've got streams on Sundays from 11 to 2, maybe a little bit longer sometimes. It might be short uh shorter than the next couple weekends just because I'm going to be kind of busier, but um yeah, we you can find me at snapling4 on Twitter. Um Great Game uh yeah, Great Game Debate on <laughs> Twitch. It's got a bunch of underscores in there. We'll have links. Um but yeah thanks thanks to our community you guys are awesome and we're uh uh we're in the works of maybe getting some uh some giveaways going out here pretty soon so keep your eyes peeled on the discord and uh yeah just come hang out with us bunch of cool people like honestly i have not seen a community that has like zero toxicity in it and yeah it's it's unreal to be honest (laughs) something that we strive for and just keeping like keeping that in our community is our number one goal so if if you're just looking for a place that's not twitter and you want to have like honest opinions about games can do it on there and people have good debates with you. They, they won't slam you for liking something or disliking something. You can have good conversation and that's what we push for the most. And that's great game debate.
3: Cheers so, for that.
0: All right. And uh, you know, as always, we like to give a shout out to Miss who does our music for the show. And cool. uh he's at Miss 719 uh on the Discord or Twitter. And you can find his stuff at mistriven.bandcamp.com if you want to check him out for any of your own projects. So thanks a lot, man, for doing the music. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm your host, Kata Bareth Lane. Uh, you can find me at Zora Caviar on Twitter and the Discord. And uh, as always, happy gaming. Bye.
3: Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Thank you.